I, I definitely cranked it to Gene Smart. Believe I have. Dave Song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. <laughs> Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Well, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. So you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Welcome, everybody. Titties to <laughs> the front. You stealing my shit? Well, I was giving you a time to do it, and you didn't do it. So breaking up the gimmicks. Okay, all right. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Rundown. Go ahead right now and grab your penises, grab your jinies, and just uh, paddle yourself away uh, while you listen to our. Dulcet tones. I'm your host Troy. Joining me, Jason's here. I am here, and I am fucking comfy. Nice. <laughs> I assume that's going to be jizz covered by the end of the night. You assume and it's not already. <laughs> that's true. I can't see your your crash. So, right. and please do not put it towards the camera at this point either. I do not want to get taken down off Twitch. <laughs> Joining us as well. Speaking of being covered in cum, Sal's here. <laughs> I'm here. I am here to talk about wrestling? Question mark. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see what happens. If we get around to talking about wrestling, we'll get around. I mean, we found out this week that apparently if you drink your own pee, that protects you from COVID. So, I mean, does Jizz do the same thing? Who said that? Did you you hear about this story? (laughs) No. Yeah, some some right wing guy said God God has provided because. If you drink urine, it will save you from COVID. Wait, is that an excuse he used when he got caught peeing in his friend's mouth? It could be. <laughs> Google that shit. I'm not making this up. I don't doubt this, it. This is the funniest thing, though, is that because cause you do feel like that these idiots are ripe for like doing shit like that. Like, did you know that if you eat dog feces, that it actually protects you from COVID? And those motherfuckers will go out on the fucking roads and <laughs> just clean you know up your neighborhood for you. One of, those, one of those guys goes into a public bathroom, and you go in the stall next to him, and you pick your feet up, and you go, this is God. <laughs> I am supplying you with the solution to the COVID pandemic. That's right. Starting today. You gotta, you gotta make you sure. suck a dick every day. <laughs> You will be immune from COVID. And then the guy gets on his knees, looks down, sees there's no feet in the stalls next to him, and goes, fuck, I guess it's God. All right, let's go. Yeah. I'm already in the bathroom. Whip them out, boys. Can't spell code without D-I-C. That's right. Uh, so. <laughs> Less nagging, more gagging. That's right. So it was uh, definitely a week of wrestling. We are... Um, 
heading into what used to be my favorite time of the year, and that's the Rumble. Uh, the Rumble has always been my favorite event. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about um, some of the entrants in the Rumble. But before we get into all that, Sal, mm-hmm. how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Got myself a new uh, fucking office chair, which is also a gaming chair. I uh, love this thing, and it is... Wait, did you say a gay men chair? A yes. gaming chair? Oh. <laughs> it's not as cool as Jason's comfy, but to me, it's absolute fucking perfection. <laughs> like my nice. ass. What, uh, what's been going on with you this week? Still looking for jobs. Um, I did I have a phone interview, so I think it went well. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, everything is so fucked up now because of COVID. Half of everybody's staff is like, oh, we'll get back to you in a few weeks. We're kind of like closed for a couple weeks because of the COVID surge. Like, okay. Usually usually half of my staff is in my hand. Um, hey, but... <laughs> everyone, everyone, in sh- everyone listening to our show weekly, I just want you to <clears throat> think of one thing as you listen to our show on a regular basis. Troy works in HR. Just let that sink in Right? <laughs> That's what I said when he announced it. I was like, you? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I work I will look, I I work in HR at a, a place that has uh workers leaving for work yelling, Let's go, Brandon. Okay, so like there's only so much I can do. All right. <laughs> I, I do I do appreciate the let's go Darwin t shirts that have started to uh <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Astro is asking if that is, uh, legal and if they're serious. Yes, I am, I am a representative of human resources for, uh, the facility. Say, say where, say where, say where. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> where because, because there is a, there is a divide between my personal life and my, and my public life. I'll probably probably take your, so if Troy has probably to take your with... government off your Twitter, then I'd be, uh, <laughs> fucking Skype <laughs> Can you right. imagine, though, if Troy has to deal with, like, some punk coming straight out of college and he finds he's looking at porn on his computer? Oh, man. Can you imagine Troy having that conversation? Like, for a minute there, do you, you said, understand? You imagine, <laughs> for a minute there, you said, can you imagine Troy having to deal with some punk coming straight out of it? And I thought you were going to say Compton, and I was very disappointed when you didn't. <laughs> he's probably coming with this loose cannon. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> This is inappropriate. So, so thank, thankfully, um, I, I, I work in a manufacturing place, so it would be like people on their own phones looking at porn, like while they're on the machines, which would be a safety violation. Uh, but there would, there would definitely be a moment where I'd be like, "What are you looking at?" Oh, um, by the way, uh, you you can't be doing that. This is not acceptable behavior. This is a professional listen, setting. That's listen, right. Mike. Listen, Mike. You've lost three fingers in the last year. Okay, you gotta you, at least around the machine, motherfucker. I got a whole another hand. Like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> look, look, man. I mean. Eventually, you're going to have to like drill a hole in the center of your hand because you're going to lose so many fingers. So just think about that next time that you decide that you want to, you know, look up the fucking beef vaginas while you're at work. All right. <laughs> also, are you the guy that has to deal with it if Karen complains that Joe I don't, in I, fucking manufacturing not, grabbed her ass? It's not. Well, one, um, 
Are you the guy that has to deal with it when some fucking unreasonable bitch gets sexually harassed in the workplace and complains about it? So, so way to way to go, Sal! Really good phrasing there, pal. Hey, I'm just painting a scenario. First of all, again, I'm in manufacturing. There's literally like two women that work out on the floor with a bunch of dudes. Uh, Yes, if they were to do something with those two, I would have to deal with it. Uh, In the office, there are all of two women in there. And uh, we all kind of keep to ourselves. So uh, I, I haven't I haven't dealt with anything like that, but I did have to maybe give kind of a, a disappointing Troy face to somebody because they had yeah. had come up they had come up with so so here's the thing there's a there's a dude where I work at whose name is Richard <laughs> and so he's a dick I so <laughs> I I have to um, order all of their uniforms. You know, like, and and we have embroidered uniforms that have their names on them. So I'm like, well, what do you want on your uniform? Do you like go by something? It's like, I want dick. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm so, the embroidering company was very confused. Wait, you want you want a pair of coveralls that says I want dick? Like that's what yes. the guy said. Listen, I don't. <laughs> Look, I'm that's just what you should have done. Is got him a shirt. That said, I, <laughs> I want, want to. Like, yeah. That's what you said. That's what you told me. I'm right. You said, all right. So, so let me tell you the the jokes that I've had to overhear. First of all, uh, it's it's him and another guy uh, on the same machine. That guy's name is Clint. Now, if you think about that name coupled with the other person named Dick, you have somebody whose name is very similar to Clint and somebody whose name is Dick. Both working at the same thing, and they refer to him as Clint's dick. <laughs> Clint, where's your dick? That so that's what I had to had to like, kind of give a side glance to one of them because I overheard him, and I'm just like, come on, dude. <laughs> like not while I'm around, all right? Do it when I'm out of the way, all right? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's look. I I was just elected this position. I didn't seek it out. All right, this wasn't what I was hired for. They were just like, "Hey, you're just, a smart dude." It just amazes me that somebody said, "Listen, we need somebody to be in charge of HR." And they looked around the building. They went, "That motherfucker right there. That's the guy." Yep, that's right. Uh, it's, and when it's the guy good. with three fingers next to the machine said, no, they went to you. So there's that. Yeah, it's, it's great, yeah. That's called a throwback, folks. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Speaking of All which, right. that reminds me of the aristocrats, and we should say R.I.P. to Bob Saget. Yeah, man. Um, so obviously most people know um, Bob Saget from Full House. I, um, I knew much more from his stand-up, and his stand-up mm-hmm. is – Fantastic, but if you have never, if you do not understand his stand-up going into it, you're in for a shock. Yeah, don't go from the full house to the aristocrats. You yeah. really shouldn't do that. Don't don't go into watching his stand-up thinking that it's going to be family-friendly. because yeah, it, 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 it ain't not. Danny Tanner. Like, no. You said fantastic, and I thought you were going to say, it's filthy. And I would have been like, yep, it is. It is, it is but it's great. And oh, the guy, it's, it's really good. And and so yeah, so it sounded like he was in the so he was in the middle of a tour and was actually like in his hotel room, and then he missed his checkout, and that's when his like family family like called and said you guys need to check on him we can't get a hold of him and like he missed his checkout, and they they found him dead and 
right now they say no drugs, nothing like that. Um, so it wasn't an OD um, and no foul play. So it was either, you know, something natural or, or he had something he didn't know. He was 61. He wasn't old, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. And, and normally I don't get uh, too bummed out over celebrity deaths. But when it's one like this where it's, like, completely out of the blue, like, Betty White dying, it's like, she was a ancient like yeah, she had a huge huge life right very different way right. yeah i know but but it's like it's like i i wasn't you know some people were like uh like depressed the whole week it's just like like just be happy that she had such a fucking full life and stuff like that but like this one was like this is a dude who was still actively working out there and and they just had fuller house come back on the air so he had you know that gig going on and yeah Most- just kind of a bummer most underrated Bob Saget thing, he did a, a small arc on the series Entourage, and he was fucking mm-hmm. fantastic. And he was living in the madam's house and banging hookers, and like he's trying, they were trying to sign him as a client at the talent agency. He's like, all right, I want to fuck her on your desk. <laughs> he's just great. He's so fucking amazing. He's another one of those. So he's another one of those guys that is very low key because he's such a a nice dude. Yeah. Like people, like you know how some people once they die you start hearing some things. I have yeah. heard nothing negative about him because he is he is that guy where it's like even even the the Olsen twins who like are completely like out of the public spotlight and stuff of like that came out and were just like he was an amazing dude. Like they had like he a had very jokes touching in his in his fucking stand up routine about fucking them in the ass. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he literally had those jokes in his stand up routine. Yeah, so, which you couldn't get away with now, but right. no, no, for sure. But yeah, he was uh, like I said, he was he was a really good guy. Um, he had what was the one? Um, was it Half-Baked? his Comedy Central roast was one of the best ones too? By the way, oh for sure, yeah, that was the one with Norm Macdonald intentionally bombing. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> which is great too. Yeah, that that Norm was another one where it's just like, yeah. come on, man. Um, yeah, uh, Bob Sagan and Half Baked is if you watch if you see him in Half Baked with his whole did you ever suck dick for weed thing? Yeah, that's what you should expect from his stand-up comedy if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, man, like like I said, that just, was sort of like the previous generations Neil Patrick Harris showing up in Harold and Kumar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Um, I I have a good segue for that, but. Uh, Jason, we didn't hear about uh, what's been going on in your life. Um, well, we talked a little bit about COVID off the top, but it was an interesting week because uh, I mentioned last week that uh, a couple of kids from my son's basketball team had tested positive for COVID right after the game where we had to miss it because we thought Lisa was positive. She was actually negative, turns out. Um, so I knew on Monday one of the kids had tested positive. On Tuesday, I got word that a second one had. Okay, I mean, two of our better players, but that's fine. We have a game on on Sunday, so those two will be out. That's fine. I got 11 kids on my team, so you can do the running math as we go along here. Um, then, was it Sun, Saturday night, I get a text that one of the kids was started being feeling sick on Friday and tested positive on Saturday. Okay, so now I'm down to eight. That's cool. I can live with eight. 
Sunday morning, I get two separate texts that two other kids have tested positive. So we went into Sunday's game with six players available. Um, Jeez. Credit to the kids. They battled their asses off. We ended up winning by 12. So still undefeated. Good on them. Um, but, yeah, so it's crazy. And now, of course, immediately following that game, one of the other kids started to have symptoms. Has so far tested negative, but you know, it can take a while. So, um, yeah, so... Then I went to the bank today. So, yeah, I usually have issues with KFC, right? Yep. So I went to the bank today, and I had to cash a check. Now, we pay – the league gives me money to pay the referees per game. Uh, each each team pays one of the two referees. So they get 45 – I think it's $45 a game. So when I cash the checks the league gives me, I always ask for 10s and 5s so that I always have you know a denomination I can make work. So I go to the bank today and I say, hey, listen, I got uh, is this check I need, you know, this amount in tens, this amount in fives. And the guy at the window goes, yeah, we don't have any fives. A bank? You, you are a fucking bank, right? Hmm. Like, wh- you have tens, you have twenties, you don't have any fives. What kind of fucked up bank robber have you been dealing with that he just walks in and he's like, fuck, guys, give me all your fives. <laughs> What the actual fuck? Like, stores telling me they're short on change or whatever. I understand that. That's cool. That makes sense to me. You are a financial fucking institution. You are the place everyone brings all of their money. All the stores that make all that money, they bring it all to you. Like, how do you not have fives? (laughs) It's like KFC telling me they don't chicken. It's a fucking curse that I deal with on a regular basis. I don't fucking understand it. I would have been like, so where should I go to get fives if you don't have any? <laughs> should I go uh, to, like, the gas station or something? Like, Well, it was funny because while I'm sitting, so I'm in the drive-thru, so i got to put the little container in, and then they take the check, and they do the whole thing. Yeah. And apparently my license had expired since the last time I had, they had done anything, so I had to give my license, and then they'd update that. So I'm sitting there waiting, and, of course, I immediately grab my phone, and start playing. I got five on it by the loonies. So <laughs> nice. Oh man. Uh, yeah, COVID's hitting hard again. Uh, we got a couple people out of my job, which of course I have to deal with. Um, and because of the fact that uh, the guys are supposed to stay six feet apart, but don't supposed to wear masks. But don't. I have to then be like, yo, you and you, you're out of here too until uh, you come back negative. Well, you're up in Wisconsin, so you can just have Listerine stations like throughout the building and you should be fine, right? Of course. <laughs> oh, do you guys got a fucking pre-approved or pre-written letter that you send to people who tested positive? No, we just tell them to wait, get wait, the fuck wait, out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A pre-approved letter you send people who test positive? Mm-hmm. At my last job, any... If this you, is like a credit card thing? Like, no, no. you qualify for COVID! When I send say, us in I'm and sorry. we will When I say pre-approved, you. I mean that it's a corporate script written by a lawyer. Uh, in order to protect <laughs> no, uh, other employees of this was, building. I think yeah. would be what you're looking for. Right. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't <laughs> pre-approve like a fucking credit card. Words are hard, nice. okay? <laughs> Especially when you're stoned. Yeah, I'm not as stoned as I was an hour ago. 
I'm not as stoned as you was, I said. Um, so, speaking of COVID, um, we had heard, obviously, for day one-ish, that Roman Reigns had tested positive for COVID. And uh, WWE let everyone know that he had tested positive for COVID. So interesting, of course, when uh, Battle of the Belts came around, that we heard that Cody Rhodes was out with a medical precaution. No, they said due to the medical protocol or something. Yeah. Due to me- sorry, due to medical protocol. But you know what they didn't say? COVID. Right. Yeah. Yep. The, the company that insulted WWE for their COVID coverage and their fans who insulted WWE for not wanting to say COVID on the air, which, of course, then WWE did say and has continued to say COVID I was going to say, they said it about 19 times on Raw last week. Right. And yet, here's AEW going out of their way to not say it. And it just it just <clears throat> screamed at the hypocrisy that that company has, where it's like, you sit there and you fucking thump your, your chest out about, like, yeah, we're the company that, that wouldn't lie to our fans. Cody's out with a medical precaution now. And we talked about this the last time that we went through this shit where QT Marshall was at home resting or getting better. He's on the mend and, and nobody ever said it. And it or, has or, been con- confirmed outside that Cody has COVID. Let's but not yeah. forget that Lance Archer tested positive for COVID. It said on his Twitter he tested positive for COVID. And then when they went yep. to the air, he had been exposed to someone with COVID. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Very, now, now, by the way, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Allow me to clear something up on our little chat on the side here, because, Astro, I am an asshole. I am not that big of an asshole, however. Uh, All of the kids the were fine. Song. All of the kids were fine. I checked up on them regularly. I offered to drop by anything that they needed while the parents were quarantining as well. So, yes, mm. I the, the funner part of the story was having to go shorthand and, and giving credit to the kids who who did have to play shorthand and played hard. And, but, yes, no, I obviously understand that it's important that the kids be okay. And they are. They're all fine. Thank you. Like, like, it, says, like it says in the <laughs> intro, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like I am. Right. Uh, yeah, KT saying, did I miss something here? The same company that didn't give a fuck about CT and concussions have a medical protocol? Apparently. Mm. <laughs> At least when when the, uh, uh, when the state tells them they have to. Yeah, not <laughs> only, not only did they refuse to say that Cody had COVID and was being pulled from the TNT title match, um, this week we found out that two of their other EVPs also had COVID at some point, but no one ever said yeah. anything. Matt Jackson was on BTE this week, though. Yeah, so... Now, by the way, Sal, I would just like to point out, now that you guys are done covering BTE, it was seven minutes this week. Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't a yeah. couple weeks ago. It was bad. It was 20-something, because I, I saw it on my YouTube feed. But Yeah. Now, you you won't hear on air that Matt Jackson had COVID, but uh, in typical Young Bucks fashion, uh, they, they love to change their Twitter bio to the most prickish shit that they can come up with, because they think that it's edgy heel stuff, but it really just makes them come off as pricks. And they just finished it off with Matt has COVID. So you had that, and then uh, we'll get into the to the Kenny Omega stuff. But essentially, he also said like, 
oh yeah, I'm still having breathing problems, and some of my friends are having breathing problems. It's like, well, wait, when, when did that happen? Because we didn't hear anything about that. <laughs> and the other than him dealing with injuries right now, he hasn't. He didn't miss any shows. I feel like this whole episode could be just fucking wrangled down to like dumb shit people said on on Twitter this week. Pretty much. Um, but no, it is it is extremely um, hypocritical for the for AEW and their fans. Like their fans, you get it because they're going to be hypocritical. But like oh, AEW yeah. in general, they're going to sit there and take every shot they can at WWE, but yet they won't admit that Cody got COVID, and they have to fucking completely change the entire TNT title match at their battle for the belts. So the other benefit to the comfy Sal is that you get to feel like a Sith Lord. Because when you take that hood down, it's just like... Nice. <laughs> uh, oh, looks like we've got some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh, two more women have been announced for the Royal Rumble. Cameron. <laughs> and Melina. Oh, okay. wow. That's why... You, never mind. I don't want, I don't that's that's why I saved her for a second. I don't want to get down to the... Uh, On the uh, plus side with Cameron, however, first off, we're definitely going to have a Funkadactyl's reunion spot in the Rumble. For sure, yep. Second of all, there's no pinfall, so she won't pin anyone belly down. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't mean she won't try, though. <laughs> true. She'll get the R-Truth spot. Yes. Because she's black. Uh, okay, sorry, didn't mean to, to derail the conversation there with that, but I just uh, noticed that while I was trying to go uh, find uh, Kenny O'Shmegma's breakdown. Oh, boy. So speaking of that, you know, TNT title pitcher turned upside down thing that they did to themselves, uh, can we talk about Battle for the Belts? Sure. I mean, we are a wrestling podcast. And we are pretty so, free form, so whatever whatever tickles your balls, Fessal, feel free um, to... Uh... First, first, right off the bat, let's change the match. Let's have Dustin versus Sammy. Uh, we'll announce that for the interim championship. I'm sorry. For someone who's out for a week, by the right, way. Right, <laughs> right. Even two weeks. What the fuck? You know what I mean? We need an interim championship for two weeks? You're yep. fucking kidding me, right? Uh, it... <laughs> they are tryhards. The thing is, at yeah. least that match was kind of okay. Dustin can still work. Okay, sure, but let's let's. Where was Dustin ranked in the top five? Oh, definitely not. Unless because they reset, maybe they just shoved him into third place. Or so, something. so when UFC does ran, interim titles, they take if the champion can't defend it, they take the, usually the number one, number two, that number three sense. ranked guy, whoever's available, the top top five contender to fight for the interim title. That makes sense. We we couldn't fucking give this spot to Scorpio Sky. We couldn't we'll, did this first. Uh, well, no, no, because they're black. Uh, question for you, Sal. Who yes. who is number three on the men's ranking this week? I knew it, and I completely forgot it. <laughs> oh, it was MJF. Okay, tell me what is what is MJF's record right now? Zero uh, and one. Yeah, weird, huh? Right. <laughs> the guy that was zero and one. Is third on the list, above people who are one and zero. Dude, Where Goldust just fought for a singles title for no reason other than he's the brother of the fucking champ. Yeah, 
Where was Captain Sean Dean on the rankings since he beat MJF? That's true. It's a good question. <clears throat> um, okay, so, you know, obviously... No, I'm still waiting to hear the answer. I have no fucking idea. I, I don't book for He's that. 35th. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, that's actually higher than I would have guessed, so... I just... <laughs> oh, man. So, Sammy won. The match was fine. Whatever. And then the other two titles defended on this show? Um, well, let's see here. We had the fake title, the FTW mm-hmm. Championship. And Ricky Starks finally wrestled again, and he wrestled Matt Seidel. So does this mean that they finally put some respect on that title? Yeah, for like that week. I mean, that's what Taz was looking for all along, right? I guess. Uh, and, yeah, and then the women's match was, uh, to be honest, forgettable. I'm glad Britt retained. Not according to Kenny Omega. Why? Kenny yeah. said it was the greatest match in the world because his little girlfriend was in there? He didn't say it was the greatest match in the world. I, I guess we're going to segue into that, huh? I gave you uh, that perfect segue. You're welcome, sir. Well, I didn't want to talk about it yet, but we'll get it. We'll, we'll do it <laughs> because it's, we got to do it at some point in time. Yeah, so, um... Kenny tweets out a great AW main event tonight. Riho's combination of technique, heart, and natural ability are unparalleled. Can she dethrone the DMD megastar Britt Baker? Excited now for the next barn burner between Serena Deeb and Akarashita in their ongoing feud. So there was a couple of responses that uh, got uh, a little heated. Um, and uh, so what it was, was this dude, just some random dude on Twitter, uh, because somebody posted the pictures of Kenny and the 11-year-old Riho, like, doing moves in the ring together. And his response was, this is weird. That was it. That's all he said. This is weird. Right? Which I think we would all agree with. Yeah. It was weird to be doing wrestling moves with an 11-year-old girl in a ring, yes. Yeah. So... A bunch of people, are, of course, of course, the stands were like right away, like, "Whoa, what harm does it do that they're pretending to like do a kamehameha?" And the guy's like, "Who mentioned harm? Did you just say kamehameha? Kamehameha? That's the move that Goku does. That's what. That's one of the pictures they're doing. They're both doing the move. So, mm-hmm. uh, that makes it even weirder. This person then says, "What's wrong with that?" And he says, "Again." Who used the word wrong? I said weird, and I've just described described to you what I believe is to be weird. And that's when Caddy Omega jumps in and goes, you're tweeting a whole lot of questionable activity when your profile picture boasts you inappropriately touching a child you may or may not have abducted. Go away. The guy, of course, is like, that's my daughter in the profile picture? And again, he did not attack Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything at all. He strictly said that he thought it was a little weird that a grown man was wrestling an 11-year-old child, which you can extrapolate from that and be like, Kenny Omega's really good friends with a registered sex offender. <laughs> and I'm very curious how, how um, Nash Carter would feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming he was staying quiet because he, he he's like they just started cheering me again. I'm not <laughs> right. <doing this." laughs> so that sort of started this like weird fucking shit where Kenny just like went ballistic on people, and 
at one point, he says, oh, let's see, it just fucking restarted on me here. At one point, because obviously the stands are like immediately going up there and up like that, and uh, he responds with, um, where is it? Oh, here we go. Uh, it felt nice to tweet something I was passionate about, but yikes, what a mistake. What compels people to have cruel comments about others on my page? If you like someone someplace else, congrats. No need to go out of your way to tweet at someone you already hate. This guy didn't say any of that. <laughs> he wasn't being hateful or anything like that. And it was like, what the hell? And then Omega is like signal boosting people who are attacking this poor fucking dude because he he dared to have an opinion that was different from it. And then he goes, keep cyberbullying me, I guess. You called him a pedophile, dude. <laughs> You're the one who's cyberbullying people. Also, you're the one who was wrestling an 11-year-old girl. Just now, of course, <laughs> of course, the uh, the the uh, Omega Dick Suckers came out of their woodwork because Meltzer right away said, way was like, oh, Josie's a bitch. Like, nobody... That's, that's one of those things that always bothers me. When, when you have somebody who's like, oh, they're just jealous... Or anything of that. It's just there. You are disregarding their arguments because you don't have a good enough reason for what they're saying not to be true. And it's like you can call someone out on their bullshit without it being based in jealousy. You know, like I call the Bella Twins out, out on their bullshit. I'm not jealous of their lives. They're fapping cunts. Like. I just will call it out because it needs to be called out. It's so you funny know? you said that because I was just thinking, oh, like I'm sure Nikki and Bree say that everyone's just jealous of them. It's always, oh, the haters they come out and stuff like that. They literally sent their army to come for my wife. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Over something completely innocuous. Haters gonna hate. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by, so, so actually what we have discovered is that Kenny Omega at this point has now entered the social media persona of the Bellas, basically, where he's a little bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I mean, what the fuck? I, I love it because one of the best tweets I saw was AW now has the four pillars of terrible tweeting, mm. <laughs> which is Darby Allen trying to gatekeep skateboarding. Yep. Tony Khan publicly Just shaming someone for their inability to wrestle. <laughs> Kenny Omega and his craziness, and Nyla Rose claiming that God put someone in a wheelchair because they didn't like her wrestling ability. So, yeah. <laughs> on, on the, at the same time that her wife was dropping an interview about how they have a disabled child. Yes. Yeah. So, it, this is this is the thing. Like, it people will sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, I can't believe that WWE was like, uh, monitor people's Twitters and things like that. It's like, this is why. Right. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. The, people will ask all the time, why does WWE not play to the internet wrestling? It's their hardcore fan base, the IWC. Why is it? This is why. Mm -hmm. These are the people you're dealing with. Yeah. Well, that's why when when that dude that that uh, that was like I've I've gone to NXT for five years and there were people passing me in line. It's like you're not fucking special, dude. Right. 
just be like, yeah, they were having people pass through line because those people were VIPs. It's like, you're not special. (laughs) This is what I've been saying for, for a long time. This is why AEW gets the reaction they get from the quote unquote wrestling journalists. They make Mm -hmm. them feel important. Right. And WWE makes them feel like they don't give a shit about them, which they shouldn't. Right. I was going to say, why would they? They're a fucking global conglomerate that, uh, yeah. I mean, makes what, billions upon billions every year now? <laughs> why would they give a fuck about what anybody right? well, says or any of those and loses? Yeah. And that's why they don't. All of these like, reports of like, oh, WWE is like, oh, they're so worried about the fluctuations in ratings. Like, no, they're not. Because they're a global company, and and they look at it as a whole, and they look at it as okay, we're fluctuating a little bit in the U.S., but you know what else we're we're doing? Making a shit ton of fucking money in the U.S. We're making a shit ton of money in India. We're making a shit ton of money in in Northern Ireland. You know, everywhere around the world. So when they when when you get these these people who are sitting there being like, oh, AEW is going to run them out of business, is like how? See, the thing is, <laughs> the. Everybody's got to put a spin on it because when people say things like, oh, you know, WWE is, is, is worried about the ratings, no, they are not. But do they have a department that looks at that, that has to run reports every month and every quarter? Sure. And I'm sure they're looking to improve anything, you know, in their business because that's what business is, right? I, so, I, like, are they worried about it? No. Uh, uh, do they know about it? Sure. They're a fucking business, they're a corporation. Right. I believe Sean Ross Sapp went pretty hard at Seth Rollins a few years back when he called himself the best wrestler in the world on Twitter. Oh, he did. I'm, yeah. curious, I'm curious what he had to say about Omega. Uh, well, I can go ahead and find that while you guys talk about it amongst yourselves. How long is it going to take you to find fuck all nothing? <laughs> uh, I wound up trying to call out uh, uh, Sapp again. He surprisingly hasn't blocked me yet, and I don't know how. Huh? <laughs> um. Yeah, he had nothing to say about it, of course. Yeah, of just not. like he, just like he had nothing to say about uh, the big swell thing. Yeah. And it's like you are part owner of the company that broke the story, and you have nothing to say about it. How? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and like, and again, that's the thing is, you, is it's it's him, it's Meltzer, um, and Alvarez, and then. And they can't understand the, why people think they're biased. Right, because they are. <laughs> because literally, literally you can sit there and, and you've got uh, Pink Dick talking about like how fucking great everything at AEW is and stuff like that. That's Sean Rassap, by the way, because he, he tweets out or he texts women pictures of his dick unsolicited. But he doesn't get called out for it. Uh and so, like, he'll sit there and he'll talk about how great this is about that. And then, like, it'll be, like, the stupidest fucking critiques of things. It's like, oh, American Alpha, they, they should have heated him up before the tag win. It's like, do you even watch AEW? Did Dr- Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express get heated up before they won the tag titles? They won some matches, but I didn't. But they didn't feel like they were important. And it's like, by all means... You can call out the fact that that was that, that you know they maybe didn't feel as hot, but then you got to be consistent with it because it happens in both companies. Mm-hmm. Most everything happens in both companies. You just only hear about the negative stuff from one of them. Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah. Well, and then the other thing um, was uh, there was a couple of podcasts that I used to listen to. And when AW came around, uh, I stopped because there was so many of them that just went balls deep on the company and like lost all all credibility in my mind where it was like I felt with us that we did a really good job of mitigating it. And we were calling out the bad and talking about the good and praising the good and, and you know, shitting on the bad. And Except that's for all Adam I, and Sal running AEW right now. Fuck off. Well, sure. We were very <laughs> fucking fair on that shit. Yeah. But so, like, uh, one of them was uh, a wrestling show now called you're, Ar- now you're like Kenny Omega. You can't take a joke. <laughs> um, one of them was uh, a wrestling show called RBR, um, which is Rocket Buster Radio, but it's just shortened to RBR now. And I, I try listening, and I like them a lot because they always are really good about calling out bullshit and like making jokes about stuff like that. And then it was like AEW came around, and it was like all of a sudden everything was sunshine and roses. And like I've I've checked back in periodically, and still it's the same thing where it's like they can't say a damn negative word. And then Mark Henry tweets out today that AEW is is making a hip hop album for Black History Month. And lo and behold, one of the hosts of RBR is rapping on one of the songs. And it's like, huh, interesting. How did that happen? How did a podcaster that is not a an incredibly well show, I mean, they do better than us, but they're not a huge show, how did they wind up getting on there? And how, huh, it's kind of curious how they're very, very complimentary of AEW. Huh, weird. Weirdest thing. I can't. I can't come up with it. I can't figure it out. This is like Jason says. They cater to people. Yeah. They they go out of their way for somebody like that. For somebody like fucking Sap. They make them feel like they probably give them fucking limo rides. You get to sit yeah. up front with Tony. Like who the fuck knows? These, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. All these people really want is to feel like they are an integral part of the business. And if you treat them like that, they will throw rose petals at your feet. Of course. That's the give and take. You give us good press, you don't say anything bad, we'll treat you like fucking royalty. But the problem is, like like Troy said, you're going to lose listeners. You're going to lose credibility. Yeah. Eventually, you're, you're going to cater- fucking burn out. Well, and now you're catering to uh, a select audience, where I feel that we're... We're equal opportunity shit talkers, mm-hmm. so we cater to people who are willing to hear critiques of both companies, or all companies for that matter. Now, I know that just the fact that Roads to the Twats exists means we're never going to get that AEW cheddar. Sorry. But <laughs> but it's like, yeah, now you're now Actually, you've got all say, these shows. Go ahead. I would venture to say Cody is the one thing that even those people have started to turn against. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, I mean, all you got to do is listen to 10 minutes of our show, and you're like, oh, well, we can't put them on the docket. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I try not to deal with the stands or the quote-unquote journalists. Troy, I do, I do have a question, though, about some of those podcasts you used to listen to. Were they uh-huh. fed bad before AEW? Were they just bitching about WWE, or did they put them over when, when they did something good? I felt that most of them were pretty impartial on that, where like they would talk about the things they liked and the things that were good, and they would shit on the things that were bad. They were very much like us. 
Uh, then once once that tribalism kicked in, then they went completely over to the other side, and all of a sudden it was everything <clears throat> fed bad. Like, I was listening to the fucking year-end awards of one of them, and I'm just like, so AEW won every category. Yeah. Awesome. I'm just going to turn this shit off then, you know? Maybe it's just because it's different for some people. Like, well, you said that guy's on the payroll, but it's, like... Like like I always say before, like whatever you like. Like whichever one you like. Like both if you like to. That's fine. Yeah. The part that annoys me is the mental gymnastics that people will go through when the two companies do things the same way to make one okay and one bad. It's just to have a little consistency, Speaking a little credibility. Mental gymnastics, for. dude, that's a great segue. Because we haven't I had a chance done. we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Um the dynamite from last week. The you know okay. the one that featured um their first night on TBS. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, where do I start? Um, can I just get this out into the universe real quick? Tony Khan wants to rip on Big Swole's wrestling ability, and then he puts a title on that woman? On yeah. Jade? Are you si- dude, everything in that match. I don't know anybody that would watch that match and say that was a good match. But anything in that match was slow as fuck. And none of it was Ruby's fault. Like they had a se- a sequence in the corner oh, where I was like, "Turn on her, broken for that though." You can watch that match and see Ruby getting increasingly frustrated every time she has to stop and wait for Jade to be in the wait right place. Wait for Jade to be in the right they, place. That's all I saw somehow, in that match. But but those stands that were going first of all, they're like, "Well, she's a twelve year veteran. She should be able to bet. She should be better than that." But it's like, did you not watch where she laid on the ground? And Jade was supposed to do a forward roll and completely fucked it up herself. That's not on Ruby. <laughs> what is she supposed Dude, to do? I watched that she match. can't cradle the play the bitch herself to do it. I it's watched like... that match and I thought, how are you going to criticize Swole when Jade yeah. can't fucking wrestle at all? Like Jesus yeah, but... Christ, it was bad. Yeah, but that—that's the thing. But Vince only is... puts titles on people because they're a body guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or Vince put titles on black guys because that way he could he could boast that he did. He definitely didn't, you know. It, it wasn't because they're fantastic fucking workers or right. amazing characters that naturally got to that level. No, no, no. Now instead, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a little white pipsqueak run around and fucking talk about how Jade is awesome, and then she's gonna beat a bunch of jobbers, and then like everyone has to job to her, and then she wins a fucking title. That doesn't mean much. If fucking like here, here's the one that drives me nuts, and I know this, I know Troy will relate to this. If if he were in WWE, and Orange Cassidy did this exact same gimmick for three years, mm-hmm. with nothing changing, no progression, nothing changing in the character, just lazy guy, sloth wrestler, for three years, how long would it be before people would turn on him and go, "It's fucking boring. It's never changed. It's the same shit. Well, shoving him down her throat." <laughs> It, it's funny you say that because depending on where they go with the Wendy Chu character, you might see how long that leash lasts. I guarantee you it won't go three years without changing. That's true. That's that's a fact. Um, and what else happened on that dynamite? Oh, so they had the rematch with Paige and and Brian. What else happened? The main event match the, for the title that everybody <clears throat> was all hot and horny over. The, look, I'm happy. We had Paige, judges this time, Sal. Yeah, Big Show. Who like looked like he was intently writing? He was like, "Ooh, drop kick." Uh, hey, hey, it was the first episode on TBS, and they had the big show. So that's true. Uh, who else was the judge? Was it Mark Henry and like Mark Henry Jerry was Lynn? 
Yes. Yeah. Again, another match with judges. The judges meant shit. Absolutely nothing. Okay. So you had Kenny beat him with the buckshot. Great. That's what we should have got um, the week before. Uh, Not um, Kenny. Um, sorry, age, Hangman. Age. Excuse me, Wangman. Um, I, I've, I'm fine with 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 Paige winning with the buckshot, but you should have done that the first time. Yeah. I, I, I'll give credit to Bruno, El Dico Loco. They both said it in the. Yeah. Uh, the two, two different, people. different people. They both said it in um, in our Discord channel that both of them. It makes the first match mm-hmm. seem completely useless. Mm-hmm. It also well, doesn't no, tell because they needed to bleed some more. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's an, it, uh-huh. that was the thing. It doesn't tell a cohesive story. So he couldn't put him away in sixty minutes. But then, with no changes at all to stipulations, he he's able to put him away in, in half an hour. Yeah, twenty-seven judges this time. <laughs> So Hangman tried harder? Is that what we're... Yes. Okay. Yeah, it makes no sense. See, and, and then you, you sit there and, like, um, uh, Jason said it, where it's like, Daniel, or Brian Danielson is shown in the back, covered in fucking blood, completely looking out of it. And it's like, see that? That's what Vince was worried about. He didn't want to see that. You know, because that dude... At any point in time, his career could be over. His life could be over. Could his be life over. could be over, too, yeah. His quality of life, at least. Right. Yeah. Um, and then what would become a theme for the week with AEW, um, Paige gets the win, mm-hmm. gets the three, and then we immediately go to, and coming up next, MJF in action. Like, nothing on this show gets a chance to breathe. Nothing. And you wanna, anything. You want to talk about I was just going to say, if anything should get a chance to breathe, you're fucking brand new babyface world champion. Yeah, you right. should celebrate that moment a little bit. Yes. Here's the thing. You guys you guys remember when Asuka won the championship? Yeah. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey came out afterwards. Yes. And everyone shit on it. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, you couldn't give her a moment. You couldn't let her like be the last person to see. Then we go to AEW. And we got a new babyface tag team champions. What was the last thing we saw? It was Chris Jericho's fucking face. They had every tag team come out. They kept showing them. They kept showing Chris Jericho for no fucking reason out in the, out in the crowd. I'll give it a like, break. He's going to be on a tag team next week. So I just like that. It's like, why aren't people bitching about this? Like Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus didn't feel special because it was like, oh, well, they're clearly transitional champions because all the rest of the people, important people came out, and we had to focus on them instead. Well, they probably had to have the guys come out because they needed to draw focus away from the fucking stretcher and medevac that they had to give for fucking Ray Phoenix. Oh, by True. the way, after True. re-watching that, I, I can see what you were saying, Jason. I think it's Phoenix's, It's on Phoenix there. Oh, it was 100%. Yeah. 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 And it looked gruesome as shit on the replay. Maybe don't yeah. replay that. Yeah. So five times yeah. and then post it on your social media. <laughs> so, so I don't care how bloated the roster is. If there is one position AEW needs to hire, it is social media director. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say doctor. No, no, no. There needs to be somebody in charge of the social media of this company. That is not Tony Khan. Yeah. Like a professional. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, so you had you had that you had them them putting that on on Twitter. Then you also had 
the progressive company that's that's super uh, like we care about mental health and stuff like that make a therapy joke where they tweeted out the the actual AEW account tweeted out a meme where it's a booth for therapy and then another booth and all the line is at the other booth and that booth has AEW written on top of it and it's like well therapy is good but AEW is better that was what they tweeted out that's the message that you want to send to people yeah doesn't make any sense um but yeah going back to the uh hangman page wangman page match um match was fine it was good it was not I mean, five stars it was not anything close to what you know some of the people online have said it was it was a good match it was a nice tv title match i mean they didn't break any new ground they didn't you know change the wrestling landscape forever it was a good solid show uh, good solid match. And then it was immediately followed by MJF and Sean Dean. Right before we transition to that, just one thing about the Hangman and, and Danielson match. It is amazing to me how quickly AEW has desensitized blood for me. It, I don't <laughs> even raise a fucking eyebrow anymore. And those guys were, especially Danielson, he was a bloody fucking mess. I remember, and you remember a time, Jason, back in the day, when somebody bled like that, it meant something. Yep. And you would be like, holy shit, did you see what happened to Dusty? Motherfucker! Like, yeah. it doesn't mean, it, I don't even blink when people bleed in AEW. Not when the girls do it, or the guys do it. It's a complete waste. That's yeah. the ECW effect. Yeah, and that's the problem with AEW is the mm-hmm. same thing ECW ran into. Yeah, you, and eventually, every you fucking push show. the envelope so far, yeah. the fans like, oh, it's just fucking boring now. Yeah, and it, and that's why like WWE stopped doing it. And then right. when Becky got busted open, it, she became a big star. And then AEW was like, we can do that with everybody. <laughs> but like, so I understand why WWE had the rule not to do it. But, like, even back in, like, the 90s, like, Shawn Michaels would get bloody, and you would be like, you'd feel it. You'd be like, oh, shit, look what fucking Sid did to Shawn. What are we going to do? Like, you'd feel emotion. Main events of pay-per-views. Blood feuds. Blood feuds, yep. Speaking Um, of of injuries, I want to, uh, I want to just run through how fucking horrible this year has been and we're only 11 days in <laughs> January 2nd Sasha Banks hurts her foot she's out 6 to 8 weeks right January 3rd Jeff I feel like that 6 to 8 me. weeks is a work I feel like she's coming and showing up in the rumble but god possible but she for sure did something to it yeah, right? yeah. you know uh, Jeff Cobb blows his knee out the next day for Ooh. New Japan uh the day after that, Kenta gets a dislocated hip, a severed tendon in his finger, a broken nose, and lacerations. So he's out was for a little bit. Was that at Wrestle Kingdom, or was that just yes. a random show? Yes. Oh, it was at Wrestle Kingdom. Nope. No, it was, it was better at, than a. It's better than a partially severed spinal cord. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he, he was scheduled for the next night, but obviously he could not go. <laughs> uh, so then... January 5th, Jake Atlas blows his ACL out, and Ray Phoenix dislocates his elbow. Then January 8th, Charlie Haas makes a surprise return at age 49 at Impact, 
immediately gets concussed and has to be stretchered out. Oh, man. All right, that one might not be as much bad luck as bad timing. You're 49 years old. But anyway. Yeah. Same day over in Japan, Azumi gets her head kicked off and suffers a concussion. And mind you, that match ended with referee stoppage because they realize she's fucked up and no other moves were done to her, which is the pretty weird way to do it. Yep. And then tonight, Odyssey Jones blows his knee out. Oh, what is going? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> like, you can't even you can't even put this on AEW because they've got two people. WWE's got two people, and New Japan's got two people. Well, some of, both some of it is like, shit luck, and that happens even in sports. Fucking sometimes you see a string of these things. But yeah, how many of these injuries has Ray Phoenix suffered in the last three years since he's been? Well, he's yeah. If okay. you, you can. He's a, you know, he's a really good example of why you don't wrestle like that because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Every fucking yeah. two months, he's out. He's he's the only one on this list of people I just got where you go, yeah, he's got a history of it. Yeah. Everyone else is pretty fluke, you know. Like Sasha's foot injury, complete fluke. No, Odyssey Jones hasn't sucks. been injured before. Right. Yeah, Jake At- Jake Atlas was. I have a feeling probably ring rust. Is is a part of that too? It was you the know? way he, he did take that some was the same as like planting a foot. I can understand that's a freak thing that happens, but okay, I got yeah. more on Jake Atlas in a minute. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah. Go ahead. Good. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say that I I was prepared to be like, oh, it's we're only ten days in, and and AEW's already got two, but then I was like, no, it's like hitting everywhere <laughs> with like these just freak injuries. And that sucks, you know. Go ahead. Um, so, so before, I think like four, four, just one more thing before ago, um, I started to talk about this CM Punk and Sean Dean segment. Um, because for those of you who didn't see it, MJF comes out to face the captain, Sean Dean. Coincidentally, black guy. Um, and CM Punk runs to the ring and hits his... MJF powders and CM Punk hits his move on Sean Dean and they act as though Sean Dean should be so incredibly grateful for that victory. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we give black people big wins on TV. Like, there's nothing about that win that makes Sean Dean look good. Nothing about that. Now, if you change that slightly and you have Sean Dean have a competitive match at MJF and then Punk hits him behind the ref's back because they've hit they've done everything behind the ref's back in this company mm-hmm. and then Sean Dean pins MJF that's a different, different story different right. story yeah exactly and that's the way that should have done if you're going to tell that story instead uh, it was oh I'm just going to fucking hit Sean Dean in the face yeah this is this is where when people try to boast like oh well they're not racist because Jade's champion right now that doesn't erase all of the trouble and speaking of, hey, uh, what uh, what's Jay Lethal doing right now? I guess we're Would done. You... Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because we're we're gonna circle back to this. I just want to get this one point. Do you know what Jay Lethal is doing now? I don't. He main evented dark, didn't he? Do you know what he did last night? He got into a tag team with Sunny Kiss. Oof. <clears throat> oh, Go ahead, Jason. God. Continue. <laughs> Did he yell surprise? Uh, yeah. Was it a one night only <laughs> deal, or did they do a story with them? 
it hasn't aired yet. They just they just maybe they made it. a cool video package like they did with Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the other part of this whole thing. As bad as that was, it's immediately followed by guess what? CM Punk trying to cut a promo against MJF in which he can't get anything over without taking a shot at WWE. Why does anybody pay this fucking dude anymore? Like, I think at this point it's clearly established, like, you had the big nostalgia pop, because seven years, blah, 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 and you're the anti-WWE guy, okay, great. But what the fuck else is there than anti-WWE, I hate Vince McMahon? Now, Sal, you and I had this conversation before he came back. Mm -hmm. I said the only thing that got CM Punk over from mid-carter to main event guy was when he had the McMahons as a foil. Clearly, he agrees with me because he can't stop using them as a foil, even in the other company. It's The interesting thing is, too, even when I look back, like way, way back in his Ring of Honor days, he always had to play off somebody else. Like when he did that whole thing, when he signed the WWE contract on the RH title, it was, again, it was using the hatred people have for WWE, which is exactly what he's doing now. He gets those reactions by by mentioning Vince's name, by taking a shot at WrestleMania. I, I want to say I blame MJF because he's the one who brought up Mania in the first place in that segment. But, yeah, it's, it's again, old hat. It's not compelling. It's definitely not like drawing the same attention it did when he first came back i don't know it, it's so, so are you ready to admit that i was right no not at all <laughs> i mean you just hate the guy you think he's completely useless i don't think he's no, useless. listen 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 i think i've proven my ability on this show to separate when i hate someone from what they're doing I gave CM Punk a ton of credit for that Eddie Kingston segment. Right, that's what I mean. I, I, when you have something like that, and we'll you know. So when I'm critical of the guy, it's not because I dislike him; it's because he deserves criticism. But if he just did the Eddie Kingston stuff, there's still something there. It's just not in this feud because it's this feud has been nothing but attack WWE. Everything except for that Eddie Kingston thing has been that. He doesn't know how to do anything else at this point. It's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's. He, and most it's, of that was Kingston driving. It was like before that was Team Taz. I don't even know like what you would classify that as. <laughs> I believe least, there were several references to back in that other place during that yeah. period too. And, and see, it, it makes sense if you're dealing with somebody like Taz, who right. was who in was WWE. WWE. Sure. Yeah. And the, the Kingston stuff, it it made sense because of of the way that Eddie was facing it. MJF has nothing to do with WWE, and so there's no reason for him to sit there and be like, be like, oh, why, if you think that you know, you want know, to go over there and, and work for WWE and and you'll be you'll be on night three of of WrestleMania. It's like first of all, you guys are cool with Wrestle Kingdom going four fucking nights. But you're not cool with WrestleMania having two nights. Okay, sure. But also, it's just like, like, like I said, like there's so many other things that he could pick on with with MJF, and he doesn't. He just goes right back to his his old like, oh, 
Don't be concerned, Dick. But you know, like, but you know what though? When you look at his choice of words, that was completely done for the fucking stands. Oh, you well, made event night four and get released the next day, and everyone went, oh, because and, uh, and that's easy. So, it's low hanging fruit because they so, have released yeah. a bunch of people. So, do you remember at one point in the WWE's history, they? I was that immediately following a pay per view or at the pay per view. Like Daniel Bryan won the title, Zack Ryder won the U.S. title, and Punk. I forget and who Punk had, had the Punk had the title. Yes, it's like all the IWC darlings got their titles mm-hmm. at the same time. The next three weeks were some of the worst ratings they ever had. Yeah, yeah, but and that was when they went, okay, we're going to stop catering to these people because they don't yeah. actually watch. It's this, we don't we can't grow that audience, and that's where AEW is. They have those stands. They have those those hardcore. I hate WWE fans. They have those guys. What else can you get? And they haven't gotten a single thing since then. They are still running below their initial first episode ratings. Yeah, I, I, I talked about about it when Impact used to do it, and and they have been really good now about just being like, we're gonna just do our own thing. Forbidden Door. When, when I when I tried to be a fan of both, personally. Whatever they would take shots at WWE, I'd just be like, I'm a fan of both, though. So you're sort of insulting me for being a fan of WWE and also being a fan of you. And, like, I don't need them to tell me that that other company sucks because I'm not watching that other company. And, like, if I wanted to hear that, I can listen to our show. Like, I, yeah, I don't I don't need to hear these these. And and they're not clever. Yeah, but you at know what? All. That's a weird dynamic, though, because I remember when I was fourteen, and Nitro would in the NWO would just take shots at Vince, and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. But that, that was different. That was yeah, different. That was they were going different. back and forth. They were taking yeah. shots at each other, and that was a legitimate head to head. Oh no 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 no! I get that, but yeah. I'm saying just the idea of making fun of the other company on your show, like. But that makes mm-hmm. sense when you're going head to head with them. Yeah. Sure, but you know, for you're years, trying, you're trying. For years, WWF didn't even respond. They didn't fucking say anything about well, WWF until they were losing. Right. Yeah, number one were, never yeah. mentions number two. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's the problem is like, it's it's because of the fact it's like if you had a peewee football team take the field and be like. We're better than the than the New York Giants. They suck dick. Like well, that might look at it and be true. like. <laughs> well, yeah, like, or sorry, it'd be like, be like, we're, uh, you know, like a fucking toddler goes out there and he's like, I'm, I'm better than Tom Brady. You're gonna laugh at them, and that's what it is. It's like you're, you're pretending, and it shows. You know, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, you know, what's weird taking though? taking shots at at the big giants. Like, first of all, we know that they don't give a fuck because they're they're sitting there going. <laughs> Oh, all this money it's just fan- i sorry i couldn't hear you over over all the bills that are just yeah, flying out of my said, pocket right? you know? like years and years ago or, or even current day like wdb kind of set this table for themselves like oh no, it's and the reason it, i say it, it, that it, is because people who liked wwe but then grew to hate them they're all the AEW stands yeah and you know how many there are compared to actual wwe fans not as many <laughs> you just oh, you I, just I don't have those I people yeah. that the numbers are you, different but what i'm saying is is when you alienated a section of your audience and you did it over the course of 10 years it wasn't like overnight 
you created people who they were going to hate anything you ever did again, like going forward. Yeah. So as soon but, as they got another American company that was on TV, they were like, yeah, this is so much better. Right. But you know what, what happens? You don't win a war because you, you picked up all the fallen fucking soldiers and now you're fighting against the giant army. You win the war by converting their army into your army. Sure. And that's not happening. It's not going to happen. Sure, they got a bunch of fans who hate WWE. Well, guess what? That means WWE didn't lose any fans. Because those people already stopped watching. Well, they, they took them from NXT. That's really what they did. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, they took, them, they took it from NXT, and now they're going, oh, NXT was great. I can't believe they changed it. But that's that's the thing. It's like... Thank God we've got Adam Cole now. That guy yeah. we so couldn't fucking headline a brand. Mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown didn't lose any fans when AEW showed up because of the fact that well, all AEW... Well, they, they lost a little bit. They, they lost a tiny sliver of them, but most people that watch AEW still watch WWE. And like then they the lost ones, Ginger and John, but that had nothing to do with AEW. Yeah. That was just... Yeah, but the but the rest of the, of the fan base of AEW is people who don't watch WWE. Now, there's a big big conglomerate of AEW fans who still watch WWE and will fucking tweet that they're done with the company every week and will continue to sit there and fucking tweet about it. It's like, if you're truly done watching WWE or, or done caring about WWE, then stop fucking talking about it. Because you're just giving them more bandwidth. Right? Yeah. What are you doing right now? <laughs> oh. What is that that you're that you're fucking swinging around over there? My dick. Oh, okay. You might want to get that looked at. <laughs> no, it's a shoulder rehab thing. Oh, gotcha. Um, so yeah, just to put a put a bow on my AEW. By the way, I assume we're going to talk about Mickey James's forbidden back door later. Yes. Okay. Um. The one thing I want to talk about from Rampage real quick, and this isn't a huge deal. Jake Atlas and Adam Cole had a very good match. Okay? Until the I, end. <laughs> I, really, I really liked the match. First thing that immediately jumped out at me was how much bigger than Adam Cole Jake Atlas was in that. Sure. <laughs> and Jake Atlas was a cruiserweight in WWE. Yeah, but I feel like he's put on muscle and, since he was in NXT. Doesn't matter. But, but as much as I disagree with it, and as much as I hate it, and as much as I am still a mark for Adam Cole, I see why, from Vince's perspective, you couldn't make that guy a star on SmackDown or Raw. Because you put him in the ring with a guy like Orton, He's going to look like a baby. Dude, you put him mm-hmm. in a guy, in a ring with a guy like Chad Gable, and you know what I mean? He's Chad Gable, not a big dude. Jake Atlas. But, but, she, but Chad Gable's a thick dude. He's got muscle. What? what? Right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I understand. I just did sort of put it in real perspective for me, seeing that being sort of dude, surprised at the difference. You know what fucking killed me a couple um, of years ago? Just on a quick sidetrack. Um, Champa and Gargano on SmackDown, right? And they had yeah. this promo segment. I think it was with Sheamus and Cesaro. It was, it was a match, but yeah. Yeah, but I remember being like, oh, shit. These guys are yeah. really fucking small compared to those two. Yeah. But I never yeah. noticed that on NXT, because the way Triple H did, he never right. put people like that next to them. Yeah. 
And Darby is dwarfed by Adam Cole. Yeah, I was so going to say, aesthetics is a thing. It really is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and, and yes, it shouldn't matter because of the, the medium that it exists in. But that said, you're paying money for the image and the imaginary world or the the vision, that's the word I'm looking for, the ability to believe that these guys are the characters we're portraying them to be. Mm-hmm. And if I could get off my couch and kick the shit out of the guy who's at the top of your card, how invested am I going to be in your product? Right. Well, you, uh, we talked about it before about, you know, you don't tune into a Marvel movie and expect somebody to, you know, look halfway out of shape like Eddie Kingston and be a superhero. You know, you don't, you don't expect somebody like, uh, like Spider-Man is played by a smaller guy because that's the character, you know, Tom Holland is fucking ripped. Yes, he is. He is. He's fucking ripped and he's cute as a button, (laughs) but uh, like that's. That's the thing. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Troy. Yes. Tom Holland. Read that dick. He's got Zendaya. Right. So I feel like white boy's got a fucking anaconda. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen anything yet. Yet. Uh, it's pretty tight. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that's true. Old. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if he's got a Willem Dafoe cock, but I feel like you're you're able to pull Zendaya, a very very beautiful woman, a beautiful woman. Uh, I I feel like for sure he's got that he's got that big dick energy on him. He's a small guy, but he's got that he's got that big, he's got that confidence. You know. there it is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. Hey. It had been a while. It had been a while hey. since we had that discussion. Hey. Now, no, it's good. Get, it's get to my main point here. Um, so for those who missed it, Jake Atlas goes to springboard, lands awkwardly, taking a super kick in the process, and clearly fucks up his knee. Like, buckles his leg, falls down, holding his knee. And to Troy's point earlier, this is the point where the referee throws up the X and stops the match, right? No. I would hope so. No, no, no. Adam Cole climbs to the second rope. And tries to get Jake Atlas to take the Panama Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Cole lands on him. Atlas clearly <clears> can't <throat> get over to take the move. So Cole just elbows him in the back of the head. And then when he crumples to the mat, Cole grabs the fucking injured knee and applies. And yes, it was a weak, very loose you know, knee bar, but still applies a knee bar to the injured leg. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Now, this is not as bad as Lance Archer landing on his fucking neck and being paralyzed almost, and Eddie Kingston fucking stacking him up on his neck, but it's not far off either. No. So I saw this as a viewer, and I was like, the fuck? Like Troy said, you should stop the match, first and foremost. Second of all, why why move his knee why anything but jason i want to know because you you've seen god knows how much stuff in the indies if something like that were to happen on a show you were on is there like a consensus in the back of what should happen um outside of stopping the match like 
Is there like so, a, I don't know how to put it. You know so the I mean? most recent example I can probably give you is an APW show a little while back. Um, guy you might be familiar with, Sal, D.L. Hurst. Yeah. All right, he was on the show taking on, at the time, Robo, currently, Joel. And Jorah has this move that he does, sort of the Randy Orton snap power slam. Mm-hmm. DL didn't get all the way over, didn't get enough rotation, and spiked himself down on the top of his head. We all in the back on the monitors just jumped out of our skin, like, oh my god, oh my god, he's fucking, he's fucking crippled. In the ring, DL was like, I'm fucking hurt, but go to the finish. And they did. And I didn't agree with it then. And I, and I said to the referee, I was like, you got to fucking stop that, dude. Like, I know he's going to want to finish it. That's your job. That's your thing. So I don't blame Adam Cole. I don't blame Jake Atlas. I blame the official. You throw up the X. You ring the bell. That shit's over. That's your job. Your job is to maintain the safety of those guys in the ring. Because they're going to, they're trained. Every fiber of their being is to finish the, hit the spot, finish the match. Yep. And be hurt later. That's why you have a guy back there as a referee who's in communication with the back. That's just my, you wanted my opinion. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we, um, while I was watching Stardom and, and the referee, uh, Jesus Christ. Why does it always come back to fucking Stardom with you? This is like having Bruno on. It's all fucking New Japan, New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. We're not talking, talking about Stardom. All right. We are though because this is fucking disapproving the, Jason face. Right, well, we're talking about we're talking about the about the concussion that Azumi suffered and the I'm fact that yeah I know <laughs> yeah you've got a company that's a quarter of the size of AEW who has one referee that's it one referee same dude every match and as soon as that kick landed he was down on the ground between them and he was checking on Azumi. And he turned and he went, ring the bell. And they rang the bell, and now she's recovering from a concussion. That's exactly how it's supposed to go. And from a key point of view. I think question that just popped into my head here. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Zendaya's vagina is now referred to as the Holland Tunnel? Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. That's a good, good question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in Impact, Char- Charlie has. <laughs> I'm just going to move on because it's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's making an impact to that vagina. Um, in impact, Charlie Haas suffers a concussion, and the ref grabs him, and they roll him to the outside, and they put him down on the ground, and they keep him there while the rest of the match is going on, and the rest of the match finishes without him doing anything else because right. they see something's wrong. That's impact. Another company that's a quarter of the size of AEW. I was say, in a multi-man match, you have that advantage to to kind of right. hide on the outside for until the match is right. over. Um, if your if your guy is injured, fuck kayfabe, dude. I know what you're going to try. I know what you're trying to get at. I don't care. The fans they'll they'll bitch, but what you know what matters is the health of the person involved. That's why I had <laughs> so I had no but no problem at all with with Mickey James. When the referee called it because she was selling too well and the thing that because because the re- wrestler's safety is what it makes it makes a difference at this point in time and it was a bullshit nothing match between Cole and Atlas anyways right. he was going to lose anyways there was no fucking point for them to do it you could easily have turned around and 
just had it be like just pin him. Well, not or only that, Jake him... Atlas can't finish the match, so he lost. Yeah, that's it. He lost. Yeah. Referee called it. Yeah. And to me, that were, what I was going to say about kayfabe is that makes it like more believable, like that things can happen, and you know, oh, he beat him so bad, he's getting taken out in a stretcher. Like, dude, just stop the match. You can still do the promo after, where you introduce your reintroduce your paragon i don't know but um yeah just stop the fucking match and then you know fucking heal it up and be like i got him taken out on a stretcher that's what happens when you face me like why do you need to continue doing moves i don't get it i don't understand it well because they 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 still have that carny personality of them yeah of like the show must go on and like and when you sit there and you talk about like you know uh, all the stories that come out of it, like, oh, Sami Zayn blew out his shoulder and he finished the match with Cena, or Triple H blew out his quad and finished it. That's the problem is, is there's still that tough guy mentality on a lot of them where they don't want to quit. And they yeah. don't, and that's where, that's where the referees need to sit there and be like, look, I understand that your itty bitty little pride is going to get hurt because you're, you're injured, but I'm not going to sit there and watch you fucking, you know, wind up yourself, in a right? wheelchair yeah. because you, cause you're good. Cause you're concussed and you're going to try to continue the match concussed. No, that's not going to happen. Yes, Jason, you were hysterically laughing about something. <laughs> oh, uh, they're trying to come up with rundown drinking games. In the I know, I've been watching it. <laughs> and uh, my favorite was Astros. Oh, a classic. Chug whenever Sal says a couple of years ago and then remembers it was actually a decade ago or more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, Astro. Wow. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, now you get just... And, and then she didn't like my... And then she didn't like my Holland Tunnel joke. But whatever. Huh. Um... She's a beautiful woman. Nothing wrong with it. Um, all right, so let's talk about everything interesting that happened on Raw this week. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no. Oh no. Go ahead. We still got to talk about the last suit, and it's getting kind of late. Wait, and I want to talk what about, about fucking um, New Year's Evil. What about I, fucking I was. Way <laughs> to step all over my dick, Sal. Well, it's all over the place. It's not my fault. <laughs> let's talk about everything interesting that happened on Raw. Nothing interesting. Now that we're done with that, let's talk about New Year's Evil. You fucking asshole. Uh, American Alpha won the title belts. That was cool. And and you know, American Alpha is the Alpha Academy. Oh, oh I, I thought I thought, thought Otis just I thought Jason Jordan just got really fat and out of shape and white and white. And white. <laughs> uh, I um I like that Dewdrop won, and we're getting a new matchup. Of course, the fucking internet is like. If Bianca would have won, it would have been, oh, we do another rematch. If Liv would have won, another rematch. Dewdrop wins. Oh, fucking Dewdrop, I can't believe that. Like, yeah, thanks for setting up a no-win situation there. No, I'm glad she's getting opportunity. She's going to fucking lose. But at least I'm glad she's getting opportunity. And you also now have two credible contenders to put into the Women's Rumble and Liv and right. Bianca. Exactly. Yep. Owner. I, right. I will but say, this. fucking, how did you guys feel about the whole Nikki turning on Rhea thing? Yeah, I, I'm, I, happy. Uh, I'm happy. I understand that Rhea Ripley can be a fantastic heel. I've seen her do some really great heel work, but um, I'm a little bit intrigued because if Nikki Ash maintains her superhero gimmick but is a heel, hmm, might have yeah, so like can, orig- original Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, she That's can. What I was she can be a su- Yeah, she gets to turn into a supervillain now. 
I'm not like Pink Dick, who's like, Nikki needs to go back to her sanity thing. Yeah, let's just erase fucking two years of character development and go back to the thing that didn't work to begin with. No, I think it, I think it's interesting to see her sort of be a super villain instead. And it, it keeps, it, it makes it so that those two aren't a tag team anymore. That's fine. I mean, we're back down to one team in the tag team division, but nobody gives a shit about that fucking thing anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the segment itself was god awful. Yes, um, it was just it, brutal it, to watch. It looked like people forgot their lines but, or were trying to I remember do, them. I don't know. I did appreciate the fact that everything was set up to make you believe that Rhea was going to attack Nikki, including Nikki turning and like playing to the crowd on the ropes, and Rhea standing immediately behind her and looking at her, and you just wait, and then Nikki turns around, extends her hand, they shake hands. And then Nikki attacks her. Like it was that that turn was really well done. Yes. Everything before that sucked. Um, and one more special shout out to Brock Lesnar for his knock knock joke against Holy shit! Because that was amazing. And, you see, it's funny. You look at the fans. Everybody in fucking Philly, and this is Philly, right? Some you know considered a smart crowd. And they're like, Bobby who? Bobby who? Like, eating out of the palm of fucking Lesnar in, in Heyman's hand. That was amazing. I love that fucking segment. Here's Evil? Yeah. Here's Evil. Yeah. You had some things you want to talk about a lot? Uh, so, you want to talk about so Evil? So, first of all, it was good. It was good. It had a lot of interesting influence of why it was good for example riddle was on the show um aj styles was on the show so we had some main roster talent that you know maybe we could have used a couple years ago when when nxt first uh came on usa but i I enjoyed the show i'm not surprised braun breaker won the title uh champa put him over huge fucking steiner recliner in the middle of the ring and and it tapped out for him. Uh, but yeah, no, I enjoyed New Year's Evil. I just, mm, I don't know if they, uh, okay. I don't know if they can get it there again, though. Okay, so here's some more concise analysis. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Roddy Strong, really solid, really good match. Oh, did. Didn't have sort of the blow away match that I was expecting to have, but had some amazing spots. The, um, oh God, I forget the, uh, not the bitter end. The X-Plex off the top rope was ridiculous. Um, and congrats on Carmelo Hayes unifying the titles. Uh, the Cruiserweight title, as shitty as it has been, there is a bit of an end of an era there. There were some big names and some really solid matches centered around that title. Um, so that was good. Um, other things that happened on that show, you talked about Matt uh, Riddle. The six-man tag between him and MSK and Imperium. I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was fun. Walter has gotten himself into phenomenal shape for him. He looks great. He looks like he's dropped at least 30 pounds. Um, So clearly, rumors have it, he's making the move to NXT America and clearly trying to catch Vince's eye by getting himself in great shape. And he's working hard, clearly, and doing a good job. So uh, good on him. Match was fun. It sort of felt like the most old school NXT match that we've seen in a while, that six man. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciated that. Uh, I continue to find myself in spite of myself, really enjoying Grayson Waller. His, he is turned himself into such a good shitbag heel. 
in a very short period of time. He really is playing off sort of like the Logan Paul, Jake Paul effect. Yep. And and doing such fucking amazing work with it. I'm really impressed. And to stand there on the mic at his point of his career and go toe to toe with AJ Styles is very impressive. And I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes in the next couple of years. Uh and then and we had uh, Cora Jade and Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez uh, in a match that set NXT Women's Wrestling back probably five years because that was bad, bad. Look, Mandy's Real never bad. been one to be, you know, a, a stalwart in the ring or anything like that. But I thought her entrance was cool with the helicopter. Yeah, it was Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah. So they've already done this. It was. Ah! But, I mean, it was clear that I think Raquel's moving on to the main roster, and I think for Cora Jade, what do we always say about faces, Sal? The money is in. The chase. Did someone say Andre Chase? Oh, that fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> Who was that fucking guy that Harlan beat the shit out of in the crowd? Your mom. No, Andre Chase was kind of promo in New Year's Evo. And then fucking Joe Gacy and Harlan came out, didn't they? Yeah. And then Harlan started attacking fans. But yeah. the dude was like the Chasing size of a linebacker. Yeah, he's a wrestler. He's a developmental guy. Okay. I don't remember yeah. his name, but um, he's, a, he's the he's the he's the Chase University scholarship guy. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> so that was good. Um and then we had, like you said, the, the NXT championship, to your point, put him over like a million bucks. Um the internet can never disappoint with finding ways to be offended about something stupid. The brand that all these stands declared dead for two years, now they're super offended that Braun Breaker kicked in a giant X on his way to the ring. You know, oh, he's shooting all over the old... No. They're symbolizing that this is the end of that era, and mm. we're on to the new one. And that's exactly yeah. what they should be doing, because that's exactly yeah. what they did in the match. So he... shut the fuck up and stop <laughs> bitching about stuff. He kicked it and it's split in half, you see. Yes. Not too sad. I, I saw mean, it like when Champa came out and he sort of stopped and looked at both halves of the X and was like, so I like that. Um, and I love that Champa sort of left the ring and gave the moment to Breaker after sort of that. Just And it wasn't the overt, I'm going to grab you, I'm going to shake your hand, I'm going to give you a hug. It wasn't that. It was just a little nod of approval. And that was it. And Champa did everything he needed to do there in that moment to get Breaker over. So I thought that was really well done. And that's everything I had from that show. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we we keep hearing about the the NXT 2.0 and the the fact that they're no longer going to be hiring independent wrestlers. They're going straight to uh, people from you know the the weightlifting world and the sports world and stuff like that. I mean, here's here's Grayson Waller. He's one of their main sorry. guys. I'm he, sorry, I just read the uh, the KT's comment on the side. I have to go on Twitter and look at Mandy Rose's photo shoot. Hold on. Okay. Um, yeah, you've got Grayson Waller, who definitely didn't spend four years on the independent circuit as Maddie Wahlberg. Uh, they, it looks like they're signing Roxy, you know, the the former ROH Women's Champion, another person with just zero independent time as a wrestler, you know, fresh out of the fucking game. Like, there's been so many signings since that report came out that they weren't signing any independent wrestlers of independent wrestlers that you just gotta like laugh and be like, how do you idiots still believe these fuckers when they say shit like that? And it's like because oh, they put man, people like, like Lash Legend on TV. <laughs> so, well, that is true, but also AEW 
puts Jade Cargill on TV. Oh no, I addressed and she that. She wasn't in a better wrestler. I addressed that <laughs> you know? in that horrible fucking match. But no, but that's the yeah. thing. The people see um some of the people who have been getting TV time on on this on the 2.0 and they're like, well, "You're not a wrestler." Like even that Tiffany oh, Sweet baby Jesus. Tiffany okay. Stratton. Yeah. She's not good. And until somebody sees somebody like a Roxy come in and, and you know, run through the division and have great matches, they are going to have this, like you said, yeah. probably incorrect in mindset the, that, oh, they don't sign independent wrestlers anymore. Yeah, but in the in the same breath, they'll talk about how great Braun Breaker is. Yeah, I know. Braun Breaker came straight from being a, an NFL player to being a wrestler. And they'll talk about how great Chad Gable is or, or Kurt Angle was. And those guys came straight from it. True. And you sit there and you go, oh, yeah, why don't you look at your own roster where you've got Kenny Omega, who stopped being a sports guy and became a wrestler. And you've got Jake Hager on the roster still, who was scooped up by WWE. And you had no problem with fucking him going out there and wrestling, even though he came straight from the... last time he wrestled on TV, though? Right. Well, that's because he's, he's too busy celebrating fucking January 6th again. <laughs> so, I mean... That's that's well, the plus if part he loses, his wife won't let him come home. So if he just doesn't that's wrestle true. at all, you know. There you go. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to discuss about New Year's Evil, or or can we no. talk about the Rumble real quick? Uh, well, we still haven't touched on SmackDown at all. Yeah, Dude, nothing happened on SmackDown, right? I don't know. I like the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns confrontation. Oh, fair enough. That was did good. you ever that? Okay. Um, what do we think about Rollins being the uh, the new okay? So there's for, for Roman. There is, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it better than the alternative of him being in a tag team with Owens, which is what people were throwing out last week. So, <laughs> what, do you think about Naomi? Out. what do you think about Naomi getting the Tony Storm spot against Charlotte? Um, <laughs> Got to put someone there. <laughs> hey, you're giving Naomi a chance, right? That's right. There you go. Yep. Um, it's only yeah, been so- fucking ten, year, 10 years, but we never gave her a chance. She wasn't two-time women's champion. Or anything like that. We never gave her a chance in ten years. Go ahead. Sorry, didn't mean to derail you. Um. So yeah, Seth Rollins getting the match. I'm gonna need some fucking explanation for this. I'm gonna uh, need something I, that makes I sense just, in storyline. I just gave you the explanation. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I got that. No, no, I'm gonna need something next week to explain why. You can legitimately bypass every other person on the SmackDown roster. Now I've seen the SmackDown roster. I understand. I get it. There's not a lot of faces on that roster. You have perfect opportunity to do something and elevate somebody. Hell, Seth isn't a face. You're doing heel versus heel. I was gonna say Seth isn't even a face. <laughs> you can grab a heel from the SmackDown roster. There are guys who could, should. And would do well with a shot. Such as? Oh, well, let's let's run through the SmackDown roster. Go ahead and vamp for a second for me, Salbert. Um, I, I enjoy Seth. I, I've, I've been enjoying his new version, newer character. Um, and like I said, I'm just glad he's not in a tag team with Owens. But this is them kind of flexing there. We'll pull anybody from any show to do what we want. Especially just for a Rumble title match, which... We know right, well, Seth that one has gonna win. Clearly old. Uh, right, like go. we know, Seth isn't going to win. Is it a compelling story? It could be. 
Um, they kind of teased it a couple months ago when Seth was on SmackDown. Wait, why are you saying you don't think Seth is going to win? I don't see Seth beating being the one to beat Roman in the in this title reign. Oh, I totally see Seth beating Roman. Not legitimately, but I totally see Brock fucking with Roman, having him lose the belt, other than it being Brock and Roman for his belt at Mania. I see it the opposite way. I see Roman costing Brock the title against Lashley. And then Brock, who is the babyface, goes in against Roman for the Universal title. Yep, I'm with Sal on this one. It could go either way. It could. Right. Um, I think they want Lashley going into Mania as the champ, though. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, if Lashley does beat Brock, which would be a pretty big deal, uh, especially in their first one-on-one match, who gets the shot right. against Lashley, then? Is it is it Big E? Because we've already Probably. seen it. Well, it'll Probably. be whoever wins the Rumble, right? By the way, did you think Big E eating another pin this week against Seth was necessary, Troy? Yes. Okay. Let's check. <sighs> Pretty All clean, right, too. Uh, it wasn't like Seth cheated. Clean as a sheet with his finisher. Yeah. Um, all right, so SmackDown roster. We got Angel Garza. We got Cesaro. We've been there and done that with Cesaro. Uh, Drew Gulak, is, is he's still with the fucking company? Jesus Christ. Okay. I thought he got released already. Uh, Drew McIntyre, who was probably supposed to be the guy until the neck issues popped up. Right. So, um, Eric from the Viking Raiders, probably not. Happy Corbin, probably not. Ivar, Jey Uso, no. Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal, I doubt it. Uh, Caleb Braxton is an interesting option. <laughs> the Tribal Chief. Um, here's one that I would go for. Here's one that I could absolutely go for. King Woods. Yep. I think you could sell an angle between the two of them. 100%. I think you could. Kind of already did that, too, and Reigns fucking squashed him, literally. No, 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 no. He did not. King Woods won the match by disqualification. Right, but then after he and got the shit So, so King Woods him. holds a victory over your tribal chief. You could but go back to that. Line. You could easily go back to that, but they could also look at it like, oh, we already did that a couple months ago. Maybe or... Monster is an interesting one. If you had any plans for him, you need to build something quick. Uh, Rick Boogs. Uh, Rich Holland. Well, he's hurt too, isn't he? Ricochet. Ricochet and Roman would be. It's broken nose. Yeah. Ricochet and Roman would be a match you could. I think you could get that over for the Royal Rumble. I really do. Um. Yeah. Sami Zayn is in the Intercontinental Title picture. We know Sheamus is another guy. Absolutely, you could use. Shinsuke I would have Sheamus. I think they they want to keep Triple him. H is listed as a SmackDown superstar. Oh, there you. we go. Yeah, Triple H again. There you go. <laughs> well, I guess that settles the the debate on Mandy Rose if she's bald or not. Definitely is. Yep. What's that? Her vagina. <laughs> I understood that. I'm like, what settles the debate? The the photo shoot yeah, that we were both looking shoot. at. All three of us were looking at. Plus Shanky. Oh, yeah. Shanky and Roman would do big business. That's right. So, yeah, that roster is clearly way too fucking thin. And how's anybody looked at this draft and went, that's that's a SmackDown roster we can build? Well, um, I, I, like you said, I think the obvious was Drew versus Roman, but... Uh, <laughs> but here's to, here's to me the thing. You have to trade Seth to SmackDown. You can't do this as as Seth Rollins from Raw is getting a shot at the SmackDown title. 
You can't have brand credibility and do that. You really can't. I don't. I don't see how that happens though. Now, because Becky's here, Becky's on here, Raw. Oh, okay, I was making a point. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was saying I don't see how you do that considering Becky's on Raw, and it seems like because. those two want to be on the same. Okay. okay. Here's the here's the scenario. You're both wrong in your predictions. You want to fight, cunt? <laughs> You're both wrong in your predictions. Both Roman and Lesnar win at Royal Rumble. And we find ourselves with a unification match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I All the that. cards on the table. And then it's like, and well, then what do you do after WrestleMania? <laughs> because of this thin SmackDown roster, it's time, and you've released enough talent, that it's time to consolidate this roster back down to one roster. Mm-hmm. And USA and, Raw exec- and Fox executives will be happy because no one brand will have all the stars over the other one. Uh, I mean, that would suck. No, because you're, it would, you're laughing, it would... Sal, and I know they've done that in kayfabe, but in reality, it's a thing, too. No, I know that, but then it's going to be who whose um, show got the champ to appear on it that week. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the world champ is on Raw, but he wasn't on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, we all know that the world champ doesn't open every show with a fucking 20-minute promo. Right, but that's what I mean. If you do one champ, he's not going to do it on both shows. Yes, he will. You're going to say Brock comes out there on Raw and then goes out there on SmackDown and does the exact same promo. Not going to be Brock. Oh. Roman. Yes. I hope they don't. I hope they don't unify the titles because they just keep going back and forth with it. If you got one roster, now the problem you have at that point is you're going to you're going to pare down this roster even more right. and something tells me they'd actually like to do that so you know i i wouldn't be shocked if there's still more that they hey we unified one roster we can cut more talent and we cut more costs and you know but it opens up more possibilities for sure so i mean look should look, you end I mean, the look at it. both and... women's divisions both men's divisions are really watered down there's not a lot of depth in either one. This is a way to increase the depth for both. Okay. Right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. First, we're, are we moving on? Or yeah, was there done. something else? Okay, perfect. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's only been two times that a... Sorry, three times that a person not um, already confirmed for the Royal Rumble went on to win the Royal Rumble, correct? Uh, Cena, Edge, and Becky Lynch, right? Those are the three. It's only been three times in Rumble history that a person who won the Rumble wasn't actually scheduled to be in the match. Off the top of my head, that sounds about right. I thought Shane, not Sheamus. No, Seamus had a winning streak heading into it. No, it was... It was the year that... What about Edge? Edge? Was, the, was Edge confirmed Ed, last Edge year? Was yes, huge, I was. He was confirmed last year. Yeah, there was two. Edge. Edge was a huge surprise one year, and he was. but then Jericho threw him out for the heat. Yeah. Yep. But he had he had the one back in the, his first one that he won, that he was returning from injury, and he wasn't announced for it. You had Cena returning from injury, he wasn't announced for it, and you had Becky... Breaking her way into the the, the rumble breaking match. Lana's face to get into the rumble match. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you so, count Bianca was not advertised? She was a surprise. Did she win that year? 
that she was this a surprise. Been, this would have been a year ago, and I'm pretty sure she was announced for last year's Rumble. Was she? Okay, maybe I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, of the, uh, I just want to go through uh, because it's it's far too early, obviously. But of the people that we know are going to be in the Rumble so far, is there a front runner in your mind right now for who's winning? So on the men's side, it's a little thinner. Um. But you have Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford, Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Johnny Knoxville, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, and Big E. Is there a front runner out of those people that you could conceivably say is going to win the Rumble? Could be Big E. It's got to be Angelo Dawkins, right? <laughs> that fat motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it could potentially be Big E. It, it wouldn't shock me. I don't know why they have to have him lose so much first, but if he won the Royal Rumble, you they'd love to. That's what I was gonna say. If he wins the up. Rumble, then it kind of puts him right back into that upper, you know, tier. You know what? I take it back. Edge did win in 2010, huh. so he's he's done the surprise entrance win twice. No, he wasn't a surprise for a second one. Last year he was a surprise. No. He was coming back off. No, he no. wasn't. Oh, that's right. No. no, he did. Yep, you're right. That's right. I forget. Yeah. Wasn't he number one last year? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that that was his whole gimmick was I'm going to go on number one. And I'm going to win the whole thing, yeah. and that's what yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, right. To to me, at least, because like I said, it's it's early so far. I mean, obviously, Styles, Biggie are both ones that that you could say. I would think Damien Priest is a potential dark horse. Because you know they 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 book him very well, and maybe they maybe they use this as a, a jumping off point to make him a bigger star. I don't know. That, I think Priest's just... final four would be would be something yeah. I could get behind. I can't see him winning though. Sure. But see, okay. this is sort of the problem with this company right now in general, is that you only have a handful of people out of this thirty that you that, mm. that would actually can actually possibly win. Yeah. yeah, but that's so been the situation of, for years. Yeah, but yeah. going back years ago, it was like you really didn't have an obvious direction. Like, uh, they used to have some guys win who weren't yes, yet main eventers. Right. And that was what propelled them. It was sort of like Money in the Bank. It was the, you took a guy who wasn't quite a main eventer yet, he was good upper mid card, and you promoted him by having him win that. Well, see, it depends, because right. what you would have. Stone is... Cold was not a main eventer when he won the Royal Rumble. Right, the first time. The first time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, or you had guys that you knew that's where they were going. Like when they built Ben, I'm sorry, he should not be mentioned. Uh, when they built that guy up, you knew like going into that rumble, oh, he's probably going to win because he's got all the momentum said, behind him. But you said probably. Last year, we all knew Edge was winning. There was, there was very little doubt out there that he wasn't going to win that fucking thing. You know? And uh, this year, you kind of look at it and you're like, well, I mean, you've got, what, two, three options, really, that, that you can conceivably look at? They had Goldberg and Lesnar both in it. And you had that, that year, the Rumble yeah. was fucking stacked, and nobody knew who was going to come out of that thing. Exactly. Well, and you had the one where Roman was champion and he was defending his belt in yeah. the middle of it. You're like, you had, oh, oh, wait, there's an unannounced guy who won the title, Triple H. No, he was announced. Oh, he, no. That music hit at number 30, and nobody knew he was going to be in there. Everybody knew it. It wasn't announced, though. He wasn't on the graphic. Te- technically true, but also uh, Jason's very much also true that 
Yeah. Everyone knew he was going to be there. Anyways. That's your point. That, um, that, that was Dean Ambrose at that time was not a championship guy, but he was in no. the final two with Hunter, and they really convinced you he was winning that at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, during yeah. the match, you can build anybody up to convince you, like, hey, maybe this guy, maybe they will go with this guy. But Well, no, because no, Santino no, they, was yeah. a final two one time. If they put fucking Madcap Moss in that spot, I'm never going to believe that Madcap Moss is winning. No, so but no, if they put Riddle in that spot this year, you could believe it. No. I can't. Really? This, company, yeah, this company's a little different. They don't elevate these guys anymore. Yeah. You're, if you're not in that tier, you don't get moved up very often. What about a couple I, years it, ago with Drew, right before COVID hit? Yeah, that was the one of those rare exceptions. But what did they do to him prior to that? They had everybody fucking beat him. Oh, yeah. Everybody and their mm. mother. All right. Uh, speaking of mothers, uh, the women, uh, Who who amongst the women do you see as a, as a favorite? You've got Rhea Ripley, Nikki Aish, uh, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, Shotzi, Natalia, uh, Leah, Naomi, Shayna, Charlotte, Nikki, Brie, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Mickey James, Melina, and Cameron. Summer Rae. Yes, that is the only correct answer. Because of, <laughs> of that ass. Bianca's not announced. Oh, yet? if we were going by dead ass, it would be Kelly Kelly. Well, remember, Bianca Bianca just lost the match, so right. they haven't announced that she's in it, but she will most likely be in it. So yes, you could I guess you could put Liv and Bianca in there, but they're not they're not officially announced yet, but they're going to be. Out of those people, so, even if you threw Sasha in there, I think I think I know they hate doing back to back winners, but I can see Bianca winning it. Yeah. yeah very much so. Who's the only horsewoman that's active? Well, currently, I guess she's not active now, but is possible to be active at this event that hasn't won a Royal Rumble yet? Bailey. Bailey. No. Who? Sasha. Yeah, Sasha hasn't either. Yes, it's just, look. Okay, yeah, could it be a work? The 68 weeks? Sure. We saw the The video. The fact that Sasha went out on Twitter and said, there's 30 very lucky women out there. Yeah. In regards to her injury. Hmm. Leads me to believe that she's going to be in there. She's still working it. So if Sasha wins, who does she challenge Charlotte. again? Charlotte. <laughs> they were they've already started building that program on SmackDown. Yeah, I know. And they they shelved it for a little bit so they could go with Tony for an interim thing, and then Tony quit, and now they're doing Naomi for a little bit so they can have something for the Rumble, and then but, yeah. But then if you're you know, Naomi. This week we discovered they don't even have the fucking faith in you to lose the Royal Rumble because they're putting Charlotte in the fucking match. Right. Which, by the way, how do you guys feel about that? I don't like it. I don't, I don't like either. it at all. I've, I've never it. liked it when they put champions in there. Be like, I have enough problems when the, it's the mid card champions that get put in the match too. Just because the one that with sort Roman of the, where the championship yeah, was on the line was okay. Well, yeah, of course, because the championship was on the line. Right. But this is the, when they do this, and they've done this before, where it's I'm going to win and I'm just going to take the night off. No, she said if she wins, she gets to choose her challenger at WrestleMania. Well, that's a little that's a little different, but it's still stupid. Also, I'm not right. buying that the, one either. The last because the last time she did it, it was I'm going to it was it was her or Becky, I forget which one of them, and enters the champion, and they said, well, I'll win and I'll just I'll just have a free fucking pass for it, Although, and that's so dumb. We got a tremendous story two years ago when Brock said. Brock was the champ, and he said, I'm going to enter the Rumble number one. 
and he did, uh-huh. and it was one of the best Rumble stories ever told, because by the time we got to Drew, yeah. it fucking, everybody was red hot for it. Like, you know what I mean? During the match. But that was, so So in order to do that, you had to elevate a new talent to make that moment. Right. Who does who do they have in the women's division that they could do that to with Charlotte? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see anybody that immediately jumps out unless. Unless they all surprise. <laughs> There's one person I could see. I could see Bailey, but okay. Liv Morgan. Nia Jax. Liv Morgan to feud with Charlotte. Because if you recall, Charlotte was the jumping off point for Liv Morgan losing her mind for a while. Yes. That's what started it all. And right. They could reference it, and it would be a great story. And it could be Liv's. Right. Look, Liv's done her piece with Becky. We're done with that. We're moving on. I agree with that. Will they do it? And maybe that was. And maybe that was the reason for the Becky thing was to just sort of get her credible in people's minds to be in that level to build to this. It's possible. I feel like I the crowd would be there would put money for her it, if, she, if she won. Like, the crowd would be seriously behind that if, if yeah. Liv won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. All right. I still think it's going to end up being Rhea. If I had to bet money now, Rhea is my pick just because I think they want to finally do the they they have the whole you've never beat Charlotte. Charlotte's won every single match. They have that story going into it, and then Rhea gets that crowning moment that she didn't get a few years ago at WrestleMania against Charlotte. Fair. With somebody who's been recently getting vignettes on Raw, what if Alexa shows up and wins? Veer Mahan. Oh, Alexa. Yeah, it was possible. Send Veer. Um. I don't know if I'd be ugh. no. She's still fiending no. about this. This has to turn her out of the fiend thing eventually, right? I it has guess, to but right now she's still a psychopath, <laughs> right? But they have oh. to have a story for for her. Yeah, that's true. They can't just have her return as like right. sparkle, sparkle, blitz, blitz. Right. Uh, All righty. We'll we have, or oh, I have one more topic to discuss. Is it about Mickey James? Yeah, we have to top that. Well, as Troy yeah. mentioned, Mickey James is in this year's Royal Rumble. How in the fuck is the Impact Women's Champion in the Royal Rumble? Who's to say? Well, of course, it, it spawned a bunch of talk of like, oh, there's a new Forbidden Door, and it's WWE and, and Impact, and now we're going to get get these Impact wrestlers that are going to gonna infiltrate the, the Rumble, and oh, maybe maybe there's still an AEW thing and they're going to put CM Punk and, and Maxwell Jacob Freeman in the Royal Rumble too and all this other bullshit. It's like, no, it sounds like that they want Mickey to come in here and they're, and they're cool with saying impact on TV, which is something, of course, that people always chastise them for. They've been paying impact for a while. And... Now and and it, it sounds like Mickey will most like this will most likely lead to Mickey being inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is great because she deserves to well be deserved there. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else you wanted to say about it? First off, props to uh, props to Pat McAfee for his comment about all the other garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey James that popped me pretty good. Um. Troy, 
I spoiler alert, I know what the story you want to talk about is. It seems like convenient timing for this forbidden door to open as we get word publicly of this lawsuit that we know privately had to have been in the works for a little while now, right? Right. Okay. Um, second off, I do find it interesting for all the talk of like, oh, Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey James is going to be in it. That to me is not the surprising part. The surprising part is that she was referenced on WWE television as the Impact Women's Champion. 100%. Correct. That they have never acknowledged another company's title like that outside of Smoky Mountain, really. Right? That I can um, think of. IWGP title yeah, back when Brock IWGP had it. Years and years ago. Yeah. Years and years, years ago, ago, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. But it other doesn't happen that, often. Nope. Like they've never got AJ Styles, former TNA World no, Champion. They, right? The no, only no. time it's they've right. ever said it is is ripping on that company. Like one point when Kurt Angle was GM and, and Owens and Zane were looking for a job, he's like, "Oh, maybe Impact's hiring." No, right. they, they've they've mentioned other companies. That's not what right. Jason's talking about. He's they're, they're they're talking about like making it an accomplishment right. that she is the champion. They're putting over that championship. Right, as which is something they've never right. done. Right. So right. that to me was the interesting part. And then the news that Troy is about to talk about broke, and I went, uh, okay. So the professional professional wrestling company Major League Wrestling filed a lawsuit today against World Wrestling Entertainment. The federal court antitrust lawsuit is based on WWE's ongoing attempts to undermine competition in and monopolize the professional wrestling market by interfering with MLW's contracts and business prospects. As described in the complaint, WWE pressured third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with MLW. WWE's misconduct included disrupting every level of MLW's business including a major streaming deal for MLW, which would have been transformative for the company. MLW also alleged in the complaint that in early 2021, after MLW announced that it was in talks with Vice TV to air MLW programs on Vice TV, a then-WWE executive warned Vice TV that WWE owner Vince McMahon was pissed that that Vice TV was airing MLW programs and that Vice TV should stop working with MLW and Vice TV executive responded with WWE's conduct was illegal and an antitrust violation with the WWE executive responding that she could not control McMahon. WWE has been wrongfully depriving its competitors of critical opportunities for many years, which is, of course, hard to say when you have AEW out there, but its latest conduct has been even more unconscionable, says MLW CEO Kuntbauer. I think we speak for the rest of the professional... Sorry, court. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, We speak for the... Courtney Bauer. For the rest of the professional wrestling world when we say that this anti-competitive behavior has to stop. WWE's ongoing misconduct has hurt fans of professional wrestling and competition in the professional wrestling industry. Through this lawsuit, MLW seeks to recover its losses due to WWE's interference and to enjoy WWE... Enjoin WWE from future interference. Uh, before you launch into it, Joey Janela, former MLW worker, by the way, tweeted in response to this, this dude has no GCW written into his new contracts because I called him out for taking advantage of young talent. I hope the Titan puts them out. 
who had Joey Janela going to bat for WWE on their 2022 scorecard? <laughs> right. Well, he's apparently getting some from Chelsea Green, so he's probably in a better mood now these days. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <sighs> okay. First off. Yes. It's interesting that they target WWE here because it was only a few months ago that MLW was touting that they had just recently signed Leo Rush, Bobby Fish. Funny those guys aren't there anymore, huh? Where where are they signed now? So I went back to the 2018 MLW show, and and let me know if you if you if you recognize any of the names here, right? You have Rich Swan and Trey Miguel. You have Jake Hager, Joey Janela, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, Sammy Guevara, and Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Quite a few of those guys are signed to the same place that those other guys are. And hey, by the way, who was the announcer? For MLW when they first started? It was Tony Schiavone. Weird. But continue, Jason. When you go to Burger King, right? <laughs> Can you ask for a Diet Pepsi? Uh, I don't go to Burger King a lot. I'm assuming that they're a Coke-only place. Yeah, which is weird because that would that would mean that they have an exclusive contract where if you do business with them, you can't do business with another company, right? It is. It is weird. Yeah. Strange that 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 exists in the business world. That's that's definitely weird, and I'm sure, certainly positive, that uh, those two companies don't constantly try to convince these other companies to only do business with them, right? Yeah. That's not a thing that's ever happened in the history of American business before. For um, sure not. Listen. For those who don't know the history of Court Bauer, he used to be a writer for WWE. He used to be rather high up in the creative team. He got fired. He's been bitter about it for a long time. Um, he decided to restart his company that he had had years ago as an indie. He started restart. He did it again as an indie. Um, This is a very, very strange lawsuit because, first off, good luck proving any of this. Okay, right. this to me is just designed, and it's not necessarily bad business to bring attention to your company by putting them next. To, we talked about earlier. Who's going to mention number two if you're number one? Right. Are you ever going to hear MLW in the same breath as WWE if it weren't for this lawsuit? No. God. But now and now, now there's going to be a lot of people who, for the first time in their lives, are hearing the name MLW. Now, I don't see this ever going to trial. No, nope. I see this getting dismissed due to lack of evidence, probably. But that's not really what they're after here. They just want the allegation out there. Of they course. want the name associated with it because they are looking to capitalize on the whole. Fuck WWE trend that's going around the non-WWE wrestling fan world and get their little piece of that internet world. A little piece of that IWC. It's fine. Now, they have some they have some great talent in MLW. Really good talent over there. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to be... 
I, I, I'm very curious to see what kind of evidence they have that WWE has targeted them because WWE, what does the fuck does WWE, do you think Vince has ever heard of MLW? Well, so that was, that was kind of my thing was, so MLW is essentially blaming um, the fact that Vice TV decided not to air anything after their one special that they did. And, they, and they're trying to blame that on WWE. And, and, and it's like, well, couldn't it just be that Vice TV looked at the number of people that watched that show and was like, this has gone awful, and decided not to do anything more with them? And then, like you said, with the 2B TV thing, well, they're owned by Fox. And so is it is there a potential that WWE turned around and said, yo, they would break our contract that we have with Fox if they started to stream another wrestling show? Well, that's not going to hold up in court because the court's going to look at that and be like, oh, well, they have a pre-existing contract and they can't do anything. So they shouldn't have, they should have never engaged in talks with you in the first place, you know. But also, all the WWE lawyer would have to do is be like, hey, guys, have you heard of this AEW? They're doing pretty good. So we're, we don't have this monopoly that they claim that we do. Like, even though we know they do, but there's still you there's another billion dollar company out there. They could go, how are we anti-competitive? We're having one of Impact stars in our big pay-per-view yes, event. Which, that's okay, true as well. There it is. Ding. <laughs> and that's what you alluded to in our last segment. How hey, interesting uh, the timing on this to bring in Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not just Mickey James, remember. Melina is an NWA wrestler. That's yep. true, too. <laughs> and, of course, so we that's... have rumors that there will be a big Forbidden Door participant on the male side. So Yeah. Which wouldn't shock me again for the same reason. It's probably going to be Nick Atlas, right? Uh, it could be. Let me Nick ask you Aldis a question. Is, is what you're looking at. If you're Aldis, Aldis yeah, sorry, sorry, if, Aldis. If yeah. you're WWE and you're doing this because this lawsuit is is going on, um, why, why bother even? Well, I don't subscribe to that, but I, I understand that that's out there. So here's my thing. Um, to be honest, I, I've watched for 30 years, uh, I've watched Vince beat everything anybody's ever thrown at him, whether it was the concussion lawsuits from all the ex-wrestlers, whether it was the federal government. Vince doesn't lose when it comes to these things. So even if he, even if the WWE did everything that they're being accused of, which they didn't, but if they did, Vince is going to settle this out of court. Kurt Bauer and MLW get their fucking nice little 15 minutes of fame. They get Maybe they get court. a little payday. It's it's smart business for for MLW. They're pieces of shit for doing it, but this isn't going to affect the WWE at all. They're not going like Jason said. It's not going to go to court. So it is smart business from MLW in one perspective, and it's funny because AEW will send Hook, McMahon will send McDivitt. So right. we'll see how that plays out. Um, but, uh, WWE has already released a statement, by the way. Okay, yeah, I think it's basically like we deny everything and we look forward to fighting in a court. And of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. And tends to vigorously defend themselves itself against them. Now, <laughs> Which, here's the other thing. This has the potential to also put MLW out of business. Yes. If Vince really wants to put the thumb down on this company, he 100% can. Yep. Whether it's just tying this fucking company up in legal fees for the next decade, this that money's going to run out. This makes no sense for Corp Bauer. It really doesn't. 
in a marketplace where you now have two legitimate and some would say three legitimate companies. You have, you know, WWE has done things with, with Ring of Honor before. They've, they're doing things with Impact now. They've done things with Impact before. Like, they've worked with New Japan. They've been open to the idea of working with New Japan. Like, to make the case that they've decided, of all those companies that they've talked about that they've worked with, hell, they had Chris Jericho on the Stone Cold podcast yeah. on the WWE Network. After, yeah. While he was with AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to try to make the mistake, the, the case that they're anti-competition event only against MLW. That's the place that they're really fucking worried about. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. And again, like I said, it's it's a case of Vice did air one of their shows. It did god awful. And Vice said, we're done. And we're not going to air anything else. But they're gonna they're trying to use that. And it's like, okay, here's the problem, though. Because if you if all WWE has to do is bring up, okay, how many of your wrestlers are currently in AEW, and how many of your wrestlers are currently in our company, and then they're gonna t- sit there and because you know MLW would try to use the ROH situation, and you can again go, okay, how many ROH wrestlers left and went to AEW? <clears throat> like WWE did not put ROH out of business. AEW did. No, what's interesting to me about this, though, is is the claim about the vice president of, of Vice, right? That he, you know, supposedly said that these are illegal and it's antitrust. I don't know how the TV network fits into this, because that, I don't think that's really going to amount to anything, but that's the only thing that's, like, different about this. You know, because, but again, you can have exclusivity deals with, with TV networks. So I don't think Vince did anything, or the WB did anything that broke the law. But again, like Jason said, good luck proving it. It's going to cause uh, a company that already doesn't have a TV deal to not be able to get a TV deal. Because you're going to have a lot of those companies that might have taken a chance at them be like, you guys threw out a lawsuit against WWE. Yeah, we're not going to do business with you. We're not going to do business with you, right. Personally, I could give a... F- I mean, I understand Jason's a, been a big proponent of it. They they have a good little show over there. I've never watched. I think I watched one episode a couple years ago. Completely different roster now. But if Kurt Bauer... Fuck Court. His, Court. Sorry, I said Kurt. If Court what, Bauer... You said Kurt like three times. If Court Bauer fucked himself, himself and his company over with this... Say love me. Goodbye. See you later. You did it to yourself. Now, also, here's another interesting tidbit that you may or may not know. Did, were you aware that MLW and Corp Bauer own the rights to the name War Games? To the I'm, War Games I'm match? I was not aware of that. Yes. They have worked out a deal where WWE was allowed to use it. Which seems weird, given that they have this anti-competition thing against MLW, that they'd work out a deal with them Yeah. for war games. Which, also, uh, actually... This whole talk of, like, uh, oh, Vince wouldn't work with, like, Vice TV anymore. Is Vince working with Vice TV? Like, Dark Side of the Ring puts a lot of bad press on WWE, right? Like, is that really an argument that, that they can even make? Because, like, 
WWE is not working with Vin, with Vice, right? So this whole, like, oh, Vince will be mad if you guys show the things, like, that makes no sense unless WWE is actively, like, working on a deal with Vice, and they're not. Yeah, and you think right? that, you'd think that um, Vince would be, quote-unquote, pissed off about a lot of other things with Vice TV that has nothing to do with right. MLW. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, you, Vice is is clearly with AEW. Like, they have uh, their wrestlers appear a lot on the dark side of the ring thing and stuff like that. So that it doesn't even make sense either that, like, why would WWE fuck with MLW's deal with Vice TV when they don't have a deal with them and literally don't seem like they even want to work with Vice? Yeah, it doesn't... It, none of it makes sense. And like Jason said, it all is just a big look at me for cunt. So... But... The idea of seeing a headline, you know, oh, it's all small over. indie company or small MLW sues WWE for antitrust violation. Well, fed bad. You know what I mean? A lot of people yeah. read that headline and be like, ah. Oh, you assholes. you know that the I, you know the IWC is a already jerking their dicks off to this and going, this is what's going to take WWE down is their shady business practices. So there's one more story we didn't touch on yet. All right, go for it. Uh, this past week, the purge of the old NXT continued as they released several names from the NXT, both backstage and in the ring, uh, starting with Danny Burch, former NXT Tag Team Champion, Timothy Thatcher, uh, who, of course, we've had a lot of conversations about on this show, has had some shining moments and some really, like, Yawn moments. Um, Hideki Suzuki, who is Hachiman and Diamond Mine. Uh, they also released uh, George Carroll, Ryan Katz, who are writers and producers. Uh, Ace Steele, also uh, a coach. Uh, Dave Kapoor, who was Run- Runjan Singh with Great Kali, if you might remember. Uh, referee Scott Armstrong. Kathy Carino, who is Alice in Danger on the Indies, uh, who is the sister of Steve Carino, um, who tweeted herself. Thank you, Matt Bloom. Thank you, Shawn Michaels. Thank you, WWE. The ride was short, but absolutely amazing. I'll forever be grateful for your warmth and giving this old girl a shot at living her dream. Now, people who want to talk fed bad and, and say that these releases are... that That's a woman that has every right to be angry. Every right to be pissed off. She uprooted her child and her entire life to NXT, to Florida, and after after a few months... When her son was starting school, the day he started school, she got the call that he was that she was being released. She had every right to be pissed off, and that's that's how she puts it out there. That's how you handle yourself professionally. I was gonna say, but she handled so, it like a professional, though. So so props to her. Um, Samoa Joe was released. I don't think that was really a surprise to anybody at this point. After he did, he was brought back, came back, got back in the ring, and immediately hurt himself again in the match he won the title in his first match back. So I don't think there was ever a chance of them trusting him in the ring again. No. Um, one of the more surprising ones, I think, Road Dog Brian James, um, who seems like it was just a few years ago 
was the apple of everybody's eye when he was the head writer on SmackDown and SmackDown was writing really good storylines and everybody was enjoying what they were producing over there. For sure. Yep. And then he up on his own decided to leave SmackDown because he, he had alcohol, he had substance abuse issues uh, and he wanted to go to a lower pressure situation. He went down and worked with Triple H down in NXT. Of course, they have a personal relationship, um, but now he is unemployed. Um, but perhaps the biggest name on the list of recent NXT purges, of course, William Regal, who has been with the company, God, forever. Um, that's the one that sort of hit me the hardest, I think. I think that's the one that made me go, oh, shit. This really is it. Like, this really is the end of NXT as we ever, as we knew it. There is no more black and gold. There's not a vestige of what we used to love about this company anymore. It's just... And then we found out today that the creative is going to be run through Bruce Pritchard. Sal? Yes. What are your thoughts, bud? So my thoughts... I was sad to see Regal go. Um, But going back to something we talked about earlier, Regal was a guy who scoured the indies found the best town in the world, would would go to Ireland, would go to the UK, would go to Japan. And if that's not the direction that you were looking for your new talent, then he becomes expendable. Um, now, I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, they're only going to bring in football players and bodybuilders. But what NXT was when it was under Triple H was it was a super indie. It was all the stars, all your favorite stars of the indies brought together in one place, just like ROH. And that is obviously, with the release of William Regal, not something they're looking to continue. You couldn't find something for William Regal to do. A guy with that kind of cachet and knowledge. You still have a performance center, right? Who the fuck better to teach these kids down there than William Regal? Maybe he wasn't interested in training. Uh, uh, I mean, let's not speculate on it. Right. Uh, well, all, all we know is the facts is that uh, they got rid of him. And, and he was a class act on the way out. Oh, he always will that be. And, and it, it, it doesn't surprise anybody. And also, this is a guy who, as he said, like, WWE saved his life because they sent him to rehab when they didn't have to and things like that. Now, um, them firing him, yeah. I I don't understand it, honestly, because I feel like there's some place that you could find for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he still was a great on-screen character. And, and I get if you don't want to have him be the GM in NXT 2.0 anymore, because then maybe they're going away from that. I, I understand that. But I feel like he's got so much to offer backstage. And there's so many people that the the pouring of sport, you know, nobody said a fucking word about anyone else that got fired except for William Regal. Like everyone came out of the woodwork and being like, this is an amazing guy. I can't believe this is happening and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing. And it is um, another reminder that WWE is a corporation. It's a business. And. And that's what happens in in modern 
corporations and businesses in the real world too, where people, it doesn't matter how long you've been there or how good you are at your job. Sometimes you become expendable because you're an item line on a spreadsheet and that sucks. So yeah, it just, it, 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 it's disappointing because again, it's, that's a guy who it's like, he's been there for 20 fucking years, man. Like I, I just, I just feel like the love and respect that that guy had, that there was some place you could have found for him. Um, all you had to be is a goodwill ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd be great at that. Mm-hmm. Going around doing some TV interviews every now and then, some press events. Or send him back to, to Europe and fucking fire Sid Scala. <laughs> Let him be the GM of NXT UK. Well, like, you're acting as though NXT UK is going to be around a whole lot longer, too. Right. They get they get uh, they pay their workers twenty thousand dollars a year. They'll be fine. Like they get a lot of money. Oh, it's over not that they'll be fine. NXT NXT didn't save any money releasing Anthony Green. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and, and they just lost. It just lost Falter. So yeah, I can see U- them. UK folding. was part of the expansion plan of Triple H, who's no longer in charge, and I'm guessing there's no longer an expansion plan. So okay. No. Uh, the so yeah, the Japan stuff seems to have fallen through. If I, and I have, I don't want to speculate because we 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 heard about a heart incident with Triple H, um, and I don't know what his health is. He's been out of the public eye for almost two years now. But if you're Triple H, what do you feel watching everything you did for six years get undone? Uh, you failed. <sighs> That's probably what that's probably what it feels. Is that the truth? No. The the IWC turned on, on on them because they had their shiny new baby. But every every internet person has been telling him for seventy two weeks that he's a failure. And then now that 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 he was removed, now all of a sudden it's back to Oh no, our poor baby, Papa to Papa H. No, we're so sorry. I can't believe they're doing this to you. Like it's it probably doesn't feel great, obviously, because these were kind of his hand-baked guys, and this was like his plan of like, I'm once I take over Ron SmackDown, it's going to be Gabe, and it's going to be Road Dog and Sean, and like right. that's going to be the team that goes into it. So they have sent a pretty clear message that they probably don't view Triple H as the future guy that runs the company. But so no, if, it's Nick Khan now. If you're yeah, okay, so that's the thing though. Nick Khan. So can we just run through this? I just want to run through this real quick. Sure. Because all we ever hear is about how wasted NXT talents were on the main roster. And there are certainly some glaring, glaring cases to be made for that. Mm -hmm. That's it. Let's run through the current champions. Roman Reigns. Not NXT, but developmental guy. FCW. FCW, yeah. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Shinsuke Nakamura, Damian Priest, Otis, Chad Gable, Jimmy and Jay Uso, who again, FCW, Carmella, Zelina Vega, Dana Brooke. What does every, almost every single one of those people have in common? They were in NXT. Outside of Brock Lesnar. Alexa so then... <laughs> So then we go look at the current main roster. 
And we are. Well, I'm not going to look at eight kids, so we're going to have to separate fucking Raw and SmackDown here, Homa. So, Raw. <laughs> AJ Styles, okay, no. Akira's, oh, no. Alexa Bliss. Yep. Angelo Dawkins. Yep. Apollo Crews. Austin Theory. Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair. Big E. No on Bobby Lashley, obviously. <laughs> Carmella. No on Cedric Alexander. Chad Gable. Commander Aziz, no, I don't think so. I don't think he ever wrestled in NXT. Uh, Corey Graves. Aziz? Yeah. When? Yeah, he was, um, what was Baba his fucking Kato name? in Raw Underground. No, he was something else before that. Baba Tunde. Yeah, he he worked like three or well, four matches. He was in matches. the Florida circuit. He was never on the TV. I, I, you know, yes, he was in developmental. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, where was I? Dana Brooke, Dolph Ziggler, obviously no. Dominic Mysterio probably should have been. Uh, Dewdrop, NXT UK. Yep. Edge, no. Finn Balor, obviously. Jerry Lawler's still listed on their roster? That's he's still, he's just signed. he just re-signed with them. Jesus Christ. Uh, Kevin Owens, Liv Morgan, Montez Ford. Uh, MVP's not really an active wrestler. Nikki Ash, Omos, again, and the developmental part, not TV, right. but he was down there. Uh, Otis, Zelina, R-Truth, no. Randy Orton was F- Randy Orton was FCW, but I won't pound him into the Triple H umbrella. Randy Orton was OVW. OVW, yes. He was that's with right. Brock and Cena. And yep. Yep. So he wasn't under that Triple H umbrella. Neither was Mysterio. Reggie, I believe, was. Rhea Ripley was. Riddle was. Rupert, Robert Roode was. I know why I said Rupert Roode. Um, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, no. Sonya Deville, yes. T-Bar, yes, unfortunately, with that name still. Uh, Tamina, no. Miz, no. Titus, no. And Veer, yes. That's raw. That's like 70% of their roster. Right. And we just ran through SmackDown again. But Aaliyah, Angel Garcia. uh, (laughs) Was it? Angel Garza, sorry. Uh, Cesaro. (laughs) Well, he's not even that at this point. He's just Angel now, but yeah. Uh, Cesaro, yes. Uh, Charlotte Flair, obviously. Gulak. Wait, Cesaro wasn't in NXT. Yes, he was. He was. He had a series with Sami Zayn when they first yeah, he did. hit the uh, yep. hit the network. Came, yeah, he but came, he came yeah. back to it. Right. He like, came back to finish the series with Sami Zayn that had already been started in NXT. Yeah, he was, was on SmackDown was... as U.S. champion, but he was making appearances in NXT. Back when it was Seth Rollins NXT and it wasn't on TV except in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he was in Florida Championship Wrestling. Okay, yeah. All right, go ahead. Drew McIntyre NXT. Uh, Viking Raiders NXT. Happy Corbin NXT. Umberto. Was Umberto? I don't think so. So here's he the might problem. Have been down there. It, I consider 205 Live an extension in NXT. Because there was a point where they were, time, um, you know defending the Cruiserweight title on NXT before it became the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. See, I'm, I'm sort of taking FCW and, and some of these out of the equation. If you want to go FCW, we could even uh, the developmental. I'm just sort of going through the Triple H version of NXT. Sure. Uh, obviously, no Kofi Kingston. Obviously, no Miz. Uh, Mace. Madcap Moss was. Uh, Mansoor, I believe, was briefly. Uh, Mustafa Ali, no. Naomi, no. Natalia, no. McAfee, yes, obviously. Boogs, yes, he was down there. Ricochet, obviously. Ridge Holland, yes. Roman Reigns, yes. Sami Zayn, yes. Sasha, Shayna Baszler, uh, Shanky, 
No, Shanky wasn't down there, was he? He was. training. Yeah, okay. I, I saw he was, like he was down there training. Mace was down there training, too. Okay. You listen as a no. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Seamus, no. Shinsuke, yes. Shotzi, yes. Sonya, yes. And Zaylee, yes. That's 70% of your roster came through NXT. Yeah. Yeah. So so please don't fucking tell me that this system didn't produce your, your talent, because it's produced 70% of your fucking roster. Yep. Including almost all of your champions. So I failed to see what was so fucking wrong with this, this product and this system that it had to be completely overhauled and everybody had to be fired. They have given you the talent. They've given you the guys who can go out there and tell stories. You have fucked it up at the main roster level. The failure has not been at the NXT level. Like I said, NXT was selling out arenas. Barclays. Bigger arenas than AEW sells out. 100%. And that wasn't enough. I guess, for Vince and Nick Khan. They looked at that and they went, no, not what I want. It's not sports entertainment. It's wrestling. Yeah. That dirty word. That dirty, dirty word within that company now. Even if it brought them success, even if it brought them sales, like merch sales and stuff like that, they didn't want that. They still don't want that. Nope. And it sucks because people like William Regal, a, a fucking... You know, if I can, a absolute, not just a per- amazing performer in this business, but a guy who's been around that long. And like you said, Troy, nobody has a bad word to say about him. Nah, don't need him. What do I need him for? I got Bruce Pritchard, which that's the other thing I don't understand. Vince's inner circle, people like Johnny Ace, people like Pritchard, they're not getting any younger. Why is he keep? Is that because that's all he knows? Is that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. But then again, the way this company has done business in the past two, three years, right? Would it shock anybody if they sold? No. If you believe Freddie Prince Jr., they tried to sell to Fox. Wouldn't surprise me. All right, so... um... I think I'm going to have us leave on probably one of the uh, inadvertently funniest and saddest tweets of the year so far in regards to the AEW hip-hop album. (laughs) Brandy Rhodes tweets out, I'm not involved in this project, so give it a chance. People have been working really hard on it. She had to tell people she wasn't involved on it. So they would give it a chance. <laughs> Did it to yourself, lady. Did it to yourself. Uh-uh. All right. So I think that's about going to do it for us here. Uh, thank you to KT and Astro to, for joining us on the Twitch. And uh, thank you to all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to us and let us come in your ear holes. Oh, yeah. And that's wanna... that we should we should remind everybody listening if you do want to participate in that conversation in that chat see us assholes do this live every Tuesday about nine thirty we are on Twitch TV slash Rundown Wrestling so log in check us out join the chat and have some fun with us that's right uh, thank you to Sal thank you Troy thank you to Jason thank you 
And Jason. I said us at home. Uh, I guess that means we will run your ass down next week. Bye-bye. been listening to a rundown wrestling network production please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events keep it locked there or subscribe to the rundown wrestling network on itunes spotify google podcast stitcher premium or anywhere you get your podcast from leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message join our patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.